there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again, Born to Watch. We talk often about the great years of cinema, and Dan laughs every time about the proclamation of the greatest ever year. Whilst 1984 may not be the greatest ever, it's pretty bloody good. We've recently covered two movies in this year, well, not recently, but over our time with Beverly Hills Cop and Ghostbusters. But 1984 might be the year that cemented my love for movies and especially going to the movies. The Karate Kid kicked its way into pop culture lore and has never left. Simply a coming-of-age story, you would have had to have a heart of stone to not get swept up in it. Riding the wave of early independent martial arts movies, this brought karate to the mainstream and it didn't disappoint. With a cast of characters to both love and hate, the man that brought us Rocky did it again. And if you were a kid when this was released, just try and tell me you didn't perfect the crane kick. Now, let's head into the dojo and sweep the leg of the Karate Kid. G-Man, how are you? Good evening. Great intro, Whitey. Thanks, mate. Yeah, loving it. 84, what a great year Awesome movies. We'll get into that, but geez, there were some big movies that year. But uh, surprisingly, really, like I know we've done it a couple of times, but I, I tend to forget, but great year. Awesome we, movies. Yeah, when we get to hit Sleeper Dud, it's, it's a very difficult one. It is. Very difficult. But yeah, looking forward to dissecting this one. Mm. You know, very, uh, very close to my heart. Yes. Uh, can't wait to talk a little bit about uh, techniques and uh, and some of the uh, styles of karate that we see in this movie. Well, you are known as the black belt in 80s karate movies. Well, that's right. I mean, it's been a long time since I trained at Cromer Community Centre. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> fond memories. <laughs> a lot of learning down there for, for my style of karate. Yes. Okay, and from the land, he's back from his week off. Daniel, welcome. Yeah, How are you, mate? Fully, fully rested. Good to see you, boys. Gow, yes, I'm expecting big things from you this evening. Definitely in your wheelhouse. Uh, and, and, of course, featuring your roundhouse several oh, times. Oh, nice more. Right, I like see it. What I, see what I did there? Yeah. Uh, but, yes, uh, very enjoyable revisit. Looking forward to hear what you thought about it and swearing profusely when I get a chance. <laughs> Stop. Standard. Stock standard. Just stock standard there. Okay, look, overs and unders, this one is interesting. It's obviously a very old movie. 39 years old. Wow. That's hard to believe. That's really hard. And do you know what? I, I think that there's something about 80s movies that make them a little timeless because they're so brilliantly made. Like, I think that there's some movies like... You, we, we talked the other day about, well, The Long Kiss Goodnight, which was quintessentially... Like, it felt like it was in that era. Yeah. Whereas this has that real timeless feel about it. Yeah, this just stands the test of time, doesn't it? I mean, it's the, the, the story, you know, the the whole backstory of a kid moving out, yeah. out to the West Coast and running into trouble with the local gang while he's, Quickly. Trying, to, while he's trying to, you know, jump into bed with the, with the ex-leader's girlfriend. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, and, and I think the, you know, the performers in this, the portrayals are, are really, really good, and that's what makes it so good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so overs and unders. Look, I'm going to set this at under one a year, 35. We're going to start with you. Start. We're going to start with you up on the land, Dan. Why don't you tell us about how you were introduced to Karate Kid, and if you make the overs and unders. Yeah, I, I'm going to say unders because I haven't seen this for a long time. But it was, I think, it was more a TV movie for us. Like this, this felt like it was something that you watched a couple of years 
as the Sunday night movie or uh, the the early movie on free-to-air TV back when we were kids. Yep. I don't know that the three of us watched this a lot when we were young bucks. I don't, I don't feel like it was a go-to for uh, for our viewership, but we definitely saw it a lot. So, I, I mean, I, I agree with your opening statement, though. I think that it, it does have a timeless quality about it. And I was down in Melbourne on the weekend for work and I think that Melbourne also has a timeless quality about it because <laughs> I saw I saw a lot of the haircuts from from Karate Kid that are still current down in uh, down at the MCG. So yeah, I, I yeah unders for me is that is the answer. But uh, I know that this I, I've seen a lot, but it's definitely been a while. Okay, cool. Now, G Man, this is right in your roundhouse. Is this a movie that motivated you? Oh, definitely. Was definitely right. This is right into my phase, into into the karate ninja phase, 84, 85, down to Aussies at DY. Mm. We've talked about Aussies a lot. Oh, but it's that's such a great. That's where you went. It's a great. That was video, the, that was was the a, local video shop. It was a great video shop. Out. Yeah, mum and pop video shop. Rode the, what was a big chain. It was yeah. great. Rode the rally Yukon down there, <laughs> and uh, and got got those. But um, yeah, look, this is this is definitely something that I watched a lot. I mean, I'm well over thirty five. I'd I'd say. Yeah. Wow. Well thirty five. Yeah, okay. I I think I'm. Again, for me, I saw this at the movies. So, 84 was the year, was my breakout year. So, I had seen some movies at the movies, but with my parents, 84 was the year that was Ghostbusters for me. That was seven times on my own. Solo solo movie on my own. Uh, $4.20. On my own. <laughs> alone <laughs> tonight. Uh, from, I, thought you meant, I thought you meant breakout. Breakout year because your <laughs> your pants broke out with pubes, but that was actually the uh, year before, not in eighty three. I think it was. I think it was eighty three. Eighty three with a smash. Uh, you know, smash hits eighty three. And well, uh, I've actually. No, I don't look. I'm, I'm, you're moving ahead, but I've actually got this because compilation albums we've talked about a lot. <laughs> but through the roof from eighty three the previous year was uh, was massive. But nineteen eighty four throbbing. Do you remember throbbing? Wow, oh yeah. So no, I. I I'm going to go out on a limb and say this may be the best compilation album ever from our time. So I, this, here's side one. Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Cindy yep. Lauper, nice. Blue Day, My Sex, I Hear the Secrets That You Keep oh, When yeah. You're Talking in Your Sleep by The Romantics, number three, Come On, Feel the Noise, Quiet Right, number four, Just Be Good to Me, Ooh, SOS Band, Ain't nothing gonna break a my stride. Matthew wow. Wilder, calling your name, Marilyn. I wanna kiss the bride. Ah! For El- Elton John, that's just Elton. side one. Side two, jump, Van Halen. All time, all time jump. Great Beast song. of Burden, Bette Midler, All Night Long, Lionel Richie, In a Big Country, by the uh, curiously named Big Country. Uh, Great the song, Love, love Cat, Secure, Original Sin, by In Excess, Love of the Common People, by Paul Young. Uh, come said the boy, Monda Rock. Monday very, Rock. very creepy song that one, and mm. uh, rounded out by arguably the biggest song of the eighties, Thriller, Michael Jackson. So I'm going to say that of all the compilation albums we've talked about, Throbbing may be the biggest, the best name, the best name. <laughs> it is. And what else would have been Throbbing? Would have been Ralph Macchio's penis when he was hugging. Elizabeth Shue in that when they did the, the they, they forgave each other hug yes. that was at that age there's no way he didn't have an aurora and it would have been very very awkward to go in for the full embrace he, well, he would have had to go on the cock bum pass well I, did, yeah, I was looking for I'm it 
I don't think I there was a cock bump. There was no. It was a fit like it was a mid shot, and you yeah. couldn't quite tell. But there was no cock bump patch. Yeah. But that was. I mean, that was uh, that was a thing of mine back in the day when I needed the cock bump patch. But <laughs> not not as necessary. You were, you were back into the left. <laughs> Slightly left. <laughs> yeah, you you were JFK back into the left. Back into the left. Okay, so anyway, back to overs and unders. I I, I think I'm on the knocker with this. I. I saw this a lot. I've not again not seen this for ages. I, I, I'm going to say, oh wow, I, probably five, probably five years. I've not seen this, and I think I watched it with Isabel early on. Too early for her. She lasted for about three minutes today. She's she's well into the the iPad, not really hanging out with Dad at the moment. But uh, look, I'm, I'm about on the knocker. As I said, saw this at the movies with a group of kids from the street, like from from Amble Whitey. Got on the bus. Was it, was it the Yoda was Club? It, wasn't the Yoda Club? This is this is uh this is pre Yoda Club. This is pre Yoda Club. Uh, but um, did see it with a at the movies with some with some boys from the street. So Joe, sorry before you go on another uh, not terribly related but just jogged my memory. Lawrence Wong popped up on my YouTube the other day. Yes, sell yeah selling some noodles or something. Yeah. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, he's he's riding the woke. Uh, culture at the moment That's where, where every could. advertisement in Australia now is multicultural. There are no white people in any advertisements in Australia. It's so good. I mean, yeah. good luck to him. He's, yeah, uh, he's, but I just, yeah, he pop, he's still looking good too. Mate, he's got, he's got great skin. He's and, always had great skin. That is a nice segue into my film school for F-Wits this week. So okay. nice. I'm looking at actors that are drinking from the cup of the Fountain of Youth. And I think Lawrence Wong, as an actor, is one of them. Lawrence, you're looking, looking really good, mate. 100%. 100%. Sure he's a listener. Uh, okay, well, let's move on to the trailer. We've had some great success over the last couple of weeks with some quality trailers. Here is The Karate Kid. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until he met the hey, right I girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. <laughs> is that your address? You got it. But that it. only angered the wrong guy. You know, country club, 930, definitely. You gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise, teach karate. And a friend. Fighting all his last answer. How did you do that? Don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Yeah. Make a perfect picture. But how do I know if my picture's the right one? If come from inside of you, always right on. Lesson about the balance. Not just karate. Lesson for all life. Why train? So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid. Let's take a move. Yeah! Points or no points, you're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. And most of all, 
in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> J.C. Penny 398. <laughs> well, another trailer that gives far too much of the movie away. I'll tell you what, I love LaRusso's car. It reminds me of the ADVC Commodore SVJ 706. <laughs> My first car, what a cracker. The green station oh wagon. God. It was oh, a belter. Right. As far oh. as first cars go, it was exceptional. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Love that car. Had a wonky front bumper, though. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't originally wonky. Hotel Melly Windsor. Hotel Melly Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, G-Man, why don't you tell us about the Karate Kid? All right, with the tagline. He taught him the secret to karate lies in the mind and heart, not in the hands. Wow. A fatherless teenager faces his moment of truth in the Karate Kid. Daniel arrives in Los Angeles from the East Coast and faces the difficult task of making new friends. However, he becomes the object of bullying by the Cobras, a menacing gang of karate students, when he strikes up a relationship with Ali, the Cobra leader's ex-girlfriend. Eager to fight back and impress his new girlfriend, but afraid to confront the dangerous gang, Daniel asks his handyman, Mr. Miyagi, whom he learns is a master of the martial arts, to teach him karate. Mr. Miyagi teaches Daniel that karate is a mystery over the self, mind and body and that fighting is always the last answer to the problem. Under his guidance, Daniel develops not only physical skills, but also the faith and self-confidence to compete despite tremendous odds as he encounters the fight of his life in the exciting finale to this entertaining film. Okay, it's pretty good. I've got to say, he could have done with some bicep curls. <laughs> Mate, he's got the mad arms. Yeah, he, he could have done with some bicep curls. Uh, the guy, he was like 37 as well when this was shot. So he definitely, he wasn't, he wasn't a Matt White pubes in year two. He was uh, definitely mate, a late, de- late developer. He only had peach fluff in the movie. Yeah. 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 Very young. Very young looking. Very young looking. Exactly. Critical thinking. IMDB rates this 7.3 out of 10. It's 89% on the tomato meter and an 82% audience score, certified fresh. 82%. It's high. Yeah. I thought it may have been higher seeing this. Is well, it's 89. The critics, the critics okay, have gone yeah, 89. 89. Yeah. So the critics, a bit of a critical darling. And 82 on the audience score. I've got a couple reviews here. Got a good review from Caroline Westbrook of Empire Magazine. While this may be as soppy and predictable as they come, it still reminds you why you used to enjoy 80s teen flicks so much in the first place. Yep, fair enough. Yeah. Good on your Westie. Yeah. Okay, bad review. And we're going back to the well. We haven't had this guy for a long time. Davey Kerr, Wayne's oh. brother of the Chicago Reader. Davey. As in the Rocky films, Avildsen's only directorial strategy is to delay the final confrontation for so long that all the audience's pent-up frustration explodes with it. It's primitive predatory stuff. <laughs> Look, Davey's on to something there. I think we'll probably come back to the duration of this flick yeah. throughout this chat. But yeah. Uh, yeah, normally we just cancel out Davey as uh, as Wayne. But yeah, he might, I don't know. There's a, uh, there's a kernel of truth in that one. I, I think you could easily... So Aval, John, obviously John G. Avildsen directed Rocky and went on to direct all the sequels for The Karate Kid as well, he I did. believe. Yep. The th- uh, well, the three didn't do the... Yeah, uh, the, he didn't do... The, the reboots, no. The new ones. Yeah, yeah he didn't do... Uh, he didn't do the 
Hillary Swank one either. No, did he? The, the he just did one, one yeah. two, and three. That's right. Yeah, he he has he definitely has a a modus operandi, which is to really stretch things out. He and he did that in Rocky. If you can say anything about Rocky, which is one of the greatest sports films of all time, it probably does drag in some instances. The first one, which they definitely fixed in two, three, four, five, six, twelve, seventeen. Mate, he did the power of one as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, good. And that's a good flick. Great, 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 ball, great, great good, flick. Good adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Piss on the piss cop. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Craig, Craig, a young yeah, Daniel as Craig, the yes, as the villain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, G man, let's go for ordinary people. All right. Well, let's talk about Daniel Larusso himself. Look, has he just has Daniel Larusso or Ralph Macchio just crossed over himself into pop culture? As well, I think he has being, now just being the guy from Karate Kid. I think, I think he has definitely now with Cobra Kai. Well, yeah. I think it's another level now. And we'll, we'll talk about that a bit, I'm sure. Well, him and Johnny Lawrence and as well. And obviously, Pat Morita is not there. But uh, look, that, that, that's the base. I mean, he, he didn't do a lot before no. this movie. He, he, was in, he was in Mad Magazine's Up the Academy. That was his first movie in 1980. And then he had a role in Eight is Enough. He had a recurring, okay. a short recurring role. But then he was... The Outsiders was his first big movie. He's good in The Outsiders. Yeah, really good. I yeah. mean, a great cast in that. Yeah. But then in The Karate Kid, um, and then you know, then, then it was after that. It wasn't in anything. He was actually in a movie called The Three Wishes of Billy Greer. That was with um, Laura Dern. Ironically, it's a role of a kid who ages quickly. Ages quickly, yeah. 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 Well, he's in Crossroads as well, yeah. the, the guitar one, where he plays the guitarist. Yeah. He's in my oh, cousin Sonny, Vinny. Sonny loves that one. Sonny yeah. Payne's a big crossroads. Yeah, crossroads, yeah. 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 But yeah, my cousin Vinny. But after, like, I mean, a, a lot of, not a lot of stuff in the middle there. I mean, do it, until Cobra Kai came yeah. back, uh, he's just dining out. Well, really. he's, I, mean, he's pig- I think he's seriously pigeonholed. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, he's, he's sort of in there. But yeah. the role of Daniel LaRusso was actually offered to Sean Penn originally, <laughs> right? And he turned it down because he was looking for more adult roles. Um, yeah, fair and he would have he would have kicked Cobra Kai's ass from the yes. start yeah. as well, mate. He's not far off colours. What year's colours? Is colours nine? Yeah, 87, 87, 87, 87's yeah. Ca- Okay, well, you can't imagine that three years earlier he can play Daniel Larusso. No, Surely not at all. Not at all. No way. Colours, 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 colours. I but, am a nightmare walking psychopath talking just a king of the jungle and something fucking and. <laughs> <laughs> Living life like a firecracker, short as my fuse. Now that's that's a movie that we watched together a oh, lot, so yeah. much, so a much. lot. Um, look, another star to turn this down was Charlie Sheen. Okay, he again he was, two years off Platoon. Yeah, he was going to star in a movie called Grizzly Two: Revenge, and they started <laughs> filming that in '83. But Did um, you star in that instead? <laughs> yeah. It was, one of my earlier ones. Um, no, but they didn't. Com- <laughs> oh, gentle Ben. Gentle Ben. Oh, gentle Ben. <laughs> More TV than movie. Um, but um, they, that actually didn't get completed and released till 2020 for, for whatever reasons. Financial. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Grizzly 2. Never, never heard. 40 years later. Yeah. Didn't get released till 40 years later. So Daniel LaRusso, actually, sorry, um, Ralph Macchio actually could not get many roles after this. Like he was... No, he that's was, what we're saying. He had a, a real lean patch. and But he turned up in The Juice, the David Simon joint where Maggie Gyllenhaal gets her baps out all the time. And he was he played against type. He was a really sleazy vice cop who was uh, on the take. And he was excellent. But he looked 
not much different. Like he is the fountain of youth. Yeah. Absolute. Uh, well, he looks great in Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. He, yeah. yeah, he's amazing. And yeah. look, he's the, 60, he's 60, over 60 years old. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. And the funny thing is, him and Billy Zabka, you know, like, the, the, I mean, we've talked about Cobra Kai and, and how it's gone on for way too many seasons, but that first season is really good because it shows oh, the awesome. good and the bad of them both. Like, it shows the redeeming yep. qualities of Johnny and the reasons why he was why he was like. I'm going to touch on it in question time, but we went through that whole evolution. Pop culture went through the whole evolution where Dan, Daniel became the bad guy, right? And I think Cobra Kai really tried to hone in on, on, on that. I don't know. Watching this again... Billy Zabka's a real cock. Johnny yeah, Lawrence yeah. is an absolute cock in this yeah, movie. It's a, it's a stretch that LaRusso you can't. Is I, the, I don't know boy. how you can make Larusso the bad guy. No, he do, no, he's he's forthright. He he. I've got. It, uh, we're getting into it, but there's. I don't see how you can make Larusso the bad guy. No, you his, can't. His but, character is annoying as fuck. Oh, but he's yeah. not. big time. He's, he's not. He's not, rage, the, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not the bad guy. No, no way. No, he's also short fuse. But um, yeah, but yeah. All right, let's, let's move on. Let's go to Pat Morita. So he actually started life as a stand-up comedian. Did you know that? <laughs> really? He was called the Hip Nip. No, that's not a joke. <laughs> in nightclubs, he was, wow. he was a comedian, yeah. Unbelievable. This oh, is back in the wow. 60s. Wouldn't happen today. Yeah. No, no. no. Um, and, and his first on-screen appearance was in, a, it was in a, a movie with Mary Tyler Moore and Barbara Streisand called Thoroughly Modern Millie. But he was a massive jobber through, through that time. Sanford and Son, MASH, Hawaii Five-0. Kung Fu. Happy Days. And then he went into Happy Days. Yeah. So he had two stints on Happy Days yeah. in 75, 78. And he did about 26 episodes and then 82, 83. And then straight into the Karate Kid after that. Yeah. So, Well, you know, well, I don't know if anyone's got this and listen to this, but you know they made him use the name Noriyuku so that he sounded more yeah. uh, oriental. Because he speaks perfect English. He's, he, he's, but mate, you hear him on Happy Days. Yeah. He's a dead set. He's from Milwaukee. Yeah. He was born in Milwaukee. Yeah. So he... he Modeled that off his uncle, yeah, because he was trying to because they were trying to get him to be the wise sage, you know, Japanese man, yeah. Um, but yeah, he got a best supporting actor nominee, an Oscar and Golden Globe nom yeah. for this movie. He's really good in this. Mm. He's not in it very much though. He no. was, he was, he was uh, nominated for Academy Award. He was, yeah. this was a big role. Yeah, yeah huge. Was... And talk about someone dining out on something. Oh, and he got his own series after this. He got, yeah. Do you remember O'Hara? It was a detective okay, show, right? Yeah, he got it. Yeah. It, was like, it was that thirty. It was a couple of seasons. That was eighty-seven ish. Okay, yeah. Did it but star it, Heather Heather Thomas or Heather Locklear? <laughs> no, that's why we don't really know it. No. Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen it. It wasn't TJ. We didn't know. Or Aaron Gray. <laughs> but uh, look, he did a couple of movies. He was in Honeymoon in Vegas in '92 with James Caan and Nick Cage. But lots of jobbing after that. Lots of jobs. Oh, yeah. that's a grim movie, Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, no, no, I'm thinking that's, of Leaving Las Vegas. You're thinking of Leaving yeah. Las Vegas. Which yeah, leads yeah. us into Elizabeth Shue, who yes. started yeah. Leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Dan. <laughs> yeah, still got it. But yeah, like, not a... She's done a lot, lot of... Like, a lot of movies around that time when I guess her star was up, because she was on a lot of um, commercials. Well, she, she got, she she got picked on this movie from Burger King. Yeah. yeah, and she did De Beers, Diamonds, Hellman's, Mayonnaise, and yeah. then she got this role. Then, obviously, Cocktail yeah. in 88. What a Tom movie. Cruise. Great movie. What a movie. And then Back to the Future two and three yep. parts in that when they re- she replaced the original Un- girlfriend. Yeah, unlucky, like the the original girlfriend's unlucky. She yeah. wasn't that bad. No, she had took time off because her mum was sick. Yeah, so she and had to, know, she was soon as you lose, soon yeah, as you yeah, lose. So um, she, but you know, obviously, leaving Las Vegas, she got a Best Actor Oscar nomination. She's in Hollow Man in two thousand with Kevin Bacon. Kevin and Bacon then, gets his dick out. Yeah, that's the start <laughs> of the dickasons. That's right in the middle of the Bacon dickasons. Yeah. 
Not, so not Damo's favourite side dick either, like full dick dick. Full. It's full dick. It's full oh, dick. Yeah. He, loved, he loved getting his wang out. <laughs> but uh, she did a lot of TV after that, did crime scene investigation. Um, did about 70-odd episodes over four or five years. You were deaf, dumb and blind if Elizabeth Shue wasn't one of the girls you fell in love with in the oh, 80s and yeah. 90s, right? Yeah. Particularly after... This and cocktail. After cocktail. Yeah. Like and this she's like an all American girl, right? She's yeah, she's the girl next door. She's the girl next door. She's gorgeous. Yeah, look, um I was saying this to Big Future. Day. I, Big I watched, Future, Elizabeth. She's, she's been in she was in Greyhound recently with um Tom Hanks, but yeah. just before that she was in the remake of Death Wish. Oh, Small part. Oh my god. I watched it the other night. It came up came up on my Facebook feed and I went, Oh, G-Man. I'll have a look at that. G Man. Not the greatest movie. Not oh, the greatest movie. Well, Bruce Willis uh, not at his best. No, in the Bruce, 80s. Bruce Willis is definitely he's in the cash right in the middle of the cash cow time when yeah. he when he obviously knew that he wasn't well, yeah. so he did fifty movies in two years yeah. just to to, yeah. to break the bank. He's but paying the bills. Yeah, I remember a little bit of a to do with uh, a very good listener of ours, Sloan Bones Nixon, legend fella. Oh, a bit of a cock, I reckon. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> He enjoyed. Let's agree, agree to disagree. Okay, let's agree to disagree. Uh, but he he was he really enjoyed the, the 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 remake of Death Wish, which is a travesty to cinema. Yeah. The original yeah, Death right. Wish, original Death Wish, which is the original Vigilante, which is super violent. Yeah, super violent. It, it's really hard. Uncomfortable. Yeah, it's hard to compare. Like I mean, it's it's a remake, so it's it's really hard when you compare them because Death Wish, the original, yeah. with Charles Bronson, was so good, so good, and this. Death Wish 1 and 2 are very, very good, the yeah. original 70s movies. Very, very grim. The first the first Death Wish, the, the actual attack scene in the apartment is borderline unwatchable. Yeah. It is that it is that bad. Jeff Goldblum's in it. He's one of the one of the thugs that breaks in. But yeah, sorry Elizabeth, not one of your best. Luckily for you, you died early on in the movie, so you weren't in much of it. Oh, it's super early. Yeah. Super early. Yeah. Who's right. who's hotter, Elizabeth Shoe or Andrew Shoe? Oh, lucky Damo's not here. I reckon he'd go Andrew. Shoot. He'd go Andrew. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Melrose plays stalwart. I'll tell you what, though. Elizabeth Shue's got some. <laughs> Was that the last great Aaron Spelling bit? Like, did he, did he pass oh, away? It may, it may have been. That? It may have yeah. been. Yeah. It may have been. Who was your favourite? Who was the short hair? Oh, Josie Bassett. Josie Bassett. Oh, that's my right. God. Yeah. You had a massive thing. Massive thing. Massive. Massive yeah. crush. Still. Yeah. She'd be on my list still today. She'd be 60. Heartbeat. <laughs> Heartbeat. <laughs> I've got that much vision in the bank from her Josie that she could look remember. like. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look her up. Hang on. Josie Bassett. What the? Yeah. What's yeah. up, honey, with Josie? Great Bissette. sort. Short blonde hair. Jane Mancini was a name oh, in the show. Okay. She was married to Doctor. Was it Richard Mancini? No, Michael. Michael Mancini. Michael Man, who, who was a Doctor Richard yeah, Kimball? You're thinking Doctor Richard <laughs> Kimball. Yeah, no. Uh, Melrose Place, great show. Loved it. Really got parodied hard in Seinfeld. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Daphne Zuniga. Yeah. Oh, you're a big Zuniga fan. Yeah. Big yeah. Zuniga fan. Yeah. You love a brunette girl. Yeah. yeah. All right. Where are we up to now? Uh, William Zabka. His first show, what do you reckon he was on? Oh, who's the boss? enough. <laughs> Close. He played Clarence Mortner in The Greatest American Hero. Oh, Look at what happened to me. To me. I can't, I believe, can't believe it, my it myself. 
Suddenly I'm upon top of the world. Should have been somebody else. It's out of my register now. I've got to say, I got. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Yeah. We've told the story of my uh, of my answer machine when my dad moved oh, overseas. He blew up. Big, about it. big Paulie was Didn't not like it. impressed. Didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. But I've got to say, Greatest American Hero theme, top 10. Top 10 all-time really, TV really great. Top did 10 all-time Alan, movie Alan Thicke write that one? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. No. But it wouldn't surprise me if he had something to you do know what, it. You know what tops yeah. it for me? It's very close. The Unknown Stuntman. Look, I think mm. I, I, I've got to say that the Fall Guys is our favourite one for sure. I, I Fall Guys, but but the thing bar. with the unknown stuntman is it's a full song, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not like I, I'm a I'm partial to Who's the Boss. I think Who's the Boss. Uh, no, I'm not Who's the Boss. Growing Pains could be my favourite mm. theme of all time. Well, different strokes. That's uh, good. What's different the, what's strokes. What's the, the what's the growing? What's the I get it mixed up with Family Ties. What's the growing pain? Uh, okay, now you're going to make me think about it, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, family ties is as long as we got each other. No, 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 no. that's that's growing pains. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, what will we do, baby? That's that's Without family ties. That's, that's family ties. Oh family God, ties. what am I? Yeah, we're yeah. getting we're all over the shop. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, growing pains is probably my favourite. I sing it a lot. Right. Yeah, I sing it a lot. <laughs> it was a shame it. that Kirk Cameron turned into such a fucking weirdo. We can take anything that comes our way. Baby, Baby rain or shine. All the time. We, we got, got each, each other. other. Sharing the laughter of love. Yeah, that, that's my favorite. And then at the... At the end, yeah, it's the best. What was All that? Right. Tuesday night? Wednesday night? It was... Mate, yeah, how good was like 80s TV? It was yeah. just... Couldn't be beat. Great sitcoms. No, couldn't be beat. So many. Yeah. All right, moving on. Look, he was in straight into the Karate Kid after that, and then he had a small role in National Lampoon's European Vacation. He plays the boyfriend to yeah. Audrey. Jack. He plays yeah. Audrey's boyfriend, Jack. Uh, he was in Back to School after that, um, but then not a lot. <laughs> only Karate Kid 2, yeah. small role. He's only very at the start. Only at the start. And which I was so I, I was so disappointed. I was hoping to see the honk bit at the end of this movie. <laughs> so I really yeah, want to bring yeah. that in. I really want to say uh, that's part of the movie because it's so good. The... Uh, he was, and, and he proved when when Cobra Kai that first season came out, just how good he was. Like he made the first season of Cobra Kai it for sure. Was, yeah, it, and if they had just used more of him, I'd still be watching Cobra Kai. But I've I've brushed it a couple of seasons ago just because it, it just lost me. Oh, but, jumped yeah. jumped every shark. Yeah, I yeah. watched the first two seasons. Haven't done. There's no. three seasons. Three no, seasons. There's more now. Is there there's more? Like five there's seasons. Oh, no, nah, two and seasons. It me. just goes. It yeah. just goes beyond now. There's kids everywhere just yeah. jumping up with black belts. Yeah, no, I think we no talked thanks. about this last week. No thanks. But look, after that, not much after that. He was in Hot Tub Time Machine, 2010. Great movie. Um, yeah. and then, really and funny fucking movie. Right. That. First one was good. First one. Was Second good. one is is in the top five worst movies of all time. Yeah, wow. You know when the star doesn't come back? John Cusack didn't come back for the second one. Yeah. You know when the star doesn't come back? Move on. Yeah. 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 But look, Billy Zabka had no martial arts experience prior to this. Like I, we know that that Ralph Macchio. He's did. an athlete. He. He was, a, he was a wrestler. I was wrestling, thinking wrestling. about was about myself in 1984 and the, the how like I was playing elite junior level basketball, AFL, hockey, and cricket at an elite junior level, and I Mate. saw Will, William Zapka, and yet I, I found out he didn't do karate either, and I was thinking maybe I should should have followed Gao into karate. I could have also been excellent Mate. at that. 
Well, it was hard for your moment. They made you choose. You know, you were so good at everything, but you couldn't do it all. Like you just that's it. Couldn't that's fit that it. in. The that's irony true. is that they made him choose. He ended up doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it all um, reeked. But look, he <laughs> he was a he was an accomplished wrestler at school. But then after that, in the years since, he's actually earned a black belt in Tang Soon Do. Right. Yeah. And now, what do you, what's Do's, your thoughts on Tang Soon Do, Gap? Where does it sit? <laughs> it's a Korean martial art. Right, it's based on karate. Oh, well, it it's, doesn't it's count. actually the basis for Taekwondo. So it originated in 1994, but in the 1950s, it became the basis for that. So that, that's where ta- Taekwondo came from. Okay, right. And it's actually interesting because this leads me to Pat E. Johnson. Now, Pat Johnson is the uh, is the referee yeah. in the matches. Yes, right? And yes. he is like a, he's like a high-ranking ninth Dan. He runs well, he, the, was a, he was a Chuck Norris student, wasn't he? He studied under Chuck, he yeah. Chuck Tang Soon Do under Chuck Norris. Yeah. And he was a like he's the current head of the national or was the current head of the Tang Soo Do Congress, but high ranking ninth Dan. Also, also in the movie Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. Yeah, really good. They, they actually had him on set here because he choreographed all the fights, and because ah. some of them weren't very good at fighting. Yeah, you can tell they they wanted to keep him right. Raph Ma- Raph Mac, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they wanted. So they made him. That's why they made him the ref. Yeah. But yeah, he was a legend. Yeah. Oh, PJ had had a lot of uh, <laughs> lot of an influence on my career. PJ. Yeah. yeah, PJ. Right, okay. One, one of the legends. Look, I was different. Him. I did Tang Soo Do. I was Kyo Cushion, which is full contact karate. Well, yeah. it just, they don't compare. No, they don't. I mean, this is mine's more of a Shotokan, Goju Ro. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know what Goju Ro, that's one of the originals. You know what that uh, that actually translates to? Tell me. Um, it actually comes off as um, means hard and soft style, which we can all relate to, I guess. Sounds like, sounds like you're on your wedding night. <laughs> But yeah, so they're very different. Gojin Ryu, very different. It's more rooted in the kata. I know Morgs loves the kata. Oh. But uh, different stances. And, and it features grappling and close close techniques, whereas Kai Cushion's more, you know, more at distance and, and, and larger larger moves. So, Isn't it interesting, when we do a movie where it's riding Gauss, you know, he's, he's comfortable. He's really bringing the heat tonight. Oh. Yeah. I love Larry. But yeah, no, PJ, what a legend. What did, yeah. what did your, your Shitosi think of this particular movie? Oh look, yeah, he 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 liked it. I mean, you know, it's very hard someone coming in and and you know in two months becoming a uh, becoming a professional and winning a tournament. Well, so I, I don't think that sat very well with. Let's with be Mark honest. Let's, with let's be Riddle. honest. It's, no. yeah. it's not actually two months. He does chores around the house for a month, and he actually starts doing shit four weeks out. Yeah, but he did the chores are training him. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, okay, sweet. He's waxing on and waxing off, mate. I in the. In 84, there were a lot of kids his age waxing off, that's for sure. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> oh. Anyway, let's keep moving. Um, look, I think we've got, we, do, we need to go any further. <laughs> we've gone on long enough. What about Chris? Yeah, okay, we've got Let's Chris. do one more because he's in one of our... Martin Cove. One of the greatest, Martin Cove. Martin Cove, one of the greatest movies of all time and One Degree of Kurt Russell. He is One Degree of Kurt Russell. Where from? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well done. He plays a sheriff he's in Bounty Law. Sheriff, yep, yep. Um, he his first movie he was in White Line Fever with Ian Michael Vincent, right? Do you remember, have you seen that? No. There's a scene that it's a, it's a trucking movie like they're out on the road and Ian Michael Vincent is tied with one arm like what by one handcuffed sorry to the to his truck and what Martin Cove comes over and just belts him in the ribs with a baseball bat just smashes him yeah it's an awesome scene okay wow yeah. I remember White watching it as a kid and going oh my god that's hardcore you love a road movie yeah don't you yeah. yeah. <sighs> You love Jan Michael Vincent. He does love Jan Michael Vincent. Well, mm. In the great, one of the greatest movies, arguably the greatest movie of all time. 
Big Wednesday. Big Wednesday. Okay. But yeah, look, he's also in Rambo, first bud part two. He played Ericsson. Didn't work out well for him in that. Did not. He's in Wyatt Earp in 94. Ah, so Wyatt Earp. I don't think I've ever seen Wyatt Earp, but the three-hour-plus scared me. I don't think I've ever watched it all. It's very good. It's very good. Okay, okay. Yeah. But uh, he actually was on Cagney and Lacey. He did like 125 <laughs> episodes. How yeah, good was Cagney and Lacey? Again, another quality 80s yeah. TV show. Yeah, so he was on that for he was on that for like six or seven years. After well, during this because that was when was this eighty four? He started on that eighty two. See, so he, he would have he would have made good wedge out of that too. You got paid well as a, a, a regular on a TV series back in the eighties and nineties. That was that was good freight. Now not so much. But look, he's a black belt in kendo and uh, and tiger kenpo. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they got some they got some like real world people yeah. in, didn't they? It's funny because Chuck Norris was actually rumored to have been asked to do this role. Of, of the, the crease role, yeah. but he turned it down because he didn't want karate trainers to be shown so badly it's in a such a him. bad light. Well, he's, no, he just uh, didn't want it. Like, yeah, well, he's such a negative. cock. He's yeah. such a cock. And so it was interesting because Norris actually said he was never offered the role, but he would have declined it yeah, for that reason, enough. right? Yeah. Because he didn't he didn't want to be that. Yeah. Well done, G-Man. Okay, what about the uh, box office budget, all, all that right. kind of jazz? So this had a budget of $8 million and grossed $90.85 million. Opening weekend of $5 million. So it's a hit. Made its money back pretty quickly. Uh, it was, what was it? It was number seven movie for the year. So we've been through 84 before. We know that Armadeus won a whole hit, but won about eight awards. Best picture, uh, best director, best actor. Sally Field won best actress for Places in the Heart. But uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was the biggest movie of the year. That was three hundred thirty-three million. Beverly Hills Cop in at number two, three hundred sixteen million, and this was in at ninety million. So you've also got above this. You have got Ghostbusters, Gremlins, Romancing the Stone, Super Year, which is Footloose, The Terminator, Super Year. There's so many good movies this year. But even if you start scratch below the surface, we're gonna get we'll get to them in Hit Sleeper Dud, I'm sure. But yep. some really good sort of sleepers in I this went, year. I went I went down over hundred and twenty movies in to the domestic yeah. box office for. Hit Sleeper Dud this week and was still going, oh, I love that movie. So, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. so many. Firestarter. Yeah. This is yeah. a Firestarter. <laughs> Sorry. You don't mean the Prodigy song. I beg your pardon. Wow. Take the pressure. <laughs> wow. It's one of the worst English Cockney accents I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, G, you done? Yep. 1984 Hit Sleeper or Dud. We're going to start with the hit, my hit for 1984, The Terminator. Couldn't go past it. Obviously, starring Arnie, Linda Hamilton, and our one of our favourites, Michael Bean. Jim Cameron directs, and effectively, one of the greatest movies ever. Fucking love the this Terminator. movie. You can skip me. This was my hit as well. Yeah, yes. I thought it might be. Absolutely. thought it might be, it. but we all well, know, human soldier sent back in time to save the mother of the leader of the resistance, and... Especially today's uh, environment with AI and Skynet going uh, fully self-aware. Yep, uh, it's we're not far away from it. Is it? Look, is it time? Is it time for a shout out to? We've already shouted out to Sloan, but is it time for a shout out? <laughs> Maybe. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> is that your hit as well? I had I had three, and I was looking at it: Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, and the Terminator. Yeah. yeah. And I was I flipping and flopping between them. Ghostbusters, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop. Because of Eddie Murphy, so it was it's really hard to pick between I, those. I actually fully expected Morgs to go like seven deep 
in this yeah. one today. Oh, like, I, I could have done I thought 20. Yeah, I, I fully yeah. expected him to. So we've, 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 it's not, I think it's the first time ever that we've all picked the same movie. Terminator is the it. Well done, gentlemen. We're, we're all over it. Uh, my sleeper, 1984 sleeper, bachelor party. Yes, nice. Tom Hanks, nice. Adrian's med. A soon-to-be-married man's friends throw the ultimate bachelor party. This is a movie that it's it's a one of those ones where it, it was my coming of age. It was really a movie where it was so far out of my belief structure to see what was going on. Like, I didn't understand that shit like this could go down. It was an eye-opener, wasn't it? Was it was an eye-opener. And the, the auburn-haired lady in the bedroom that takes her nightgown off and... Welcomes gravity us. Is, gravity is not involved in Mate, the, uh, she the is yeah. incredible. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh yeah, his his girlfriend Oh, uh, his fiance. Tawny, oh Tawny Katane. My God. Tawny Katane yeah. is a twenty five out of ten. Yeah. And maybe. the movie is just so much fun. It's not aged, you know, you got Nick the Dick. In the uh, with the with the girls, it is, it is not woke at all. But wow! Also, what it's a Tom movie! Ha- it's Tom Hanks's Bucks Day, and the guy is compass mentors the whole way through. I don't know many yeah. bank, but do, do Americans even have Bucks Days anymore? Like mm. you compare that to all the Bucks Days we've ever been to, and I'm thinking <laughs> about yours, Matthew White, when uh, we absolutely destroyed oh, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, they they certainly differ. With what yeah. the groom ends up doing, and or the groom to be ends up doing on their bucks days. Oh, absolutely, but yes, great movie, great movie. Oh, I got calls for a long time after that <laughs> day. <laughs> long time. I was okay, talking G-Man. to Sonny about it the other day, and oh, yes, oh, uh, Sunny, him, him and I nude on Hunter Street yeah. on the uh, on on the, on the balcony of the, or not even the balcony, it was the roof. No, we walked out of our roof of our room yeah. and got nude on the roof, <laughs> and then right. I ran nude down Hunter Street and ended up and gone, ended up in jail. Yeah, shout out to Craig Plummer as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, G Man, what's your sleeper? Eighty four. My sleeper. Is one I know you're both going to like. Starring Lance Guest, Barbara Bosson, and Dan O'Hurley from Robocop. The Last Starfighter. Oh, mate. Ah, great yeah, movie. Good flick. Yeah, we watched that a lot. The girl in that is another great sort. Yep. This was the f- one of the first VHSs I ever owned. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, awesome. It, the CGI in today's standards is not great, but it's a great, the story's excellent. Mm. Oh, it's awesome! It's and a great what, movie. If there was, I was into a lot of martial arts at that age, and I was also into a lot of video games. Yes, you were. And yes. So this, this like hits. This everything is your big hope. This is your hope yeah. that yeah. someone would <laughs> find you at the, yeah. B, the BP at Chroma and go, "Come on, you need to save the universe, you massive-headed kid with the baby." The Tillies were saying, "Leave him alone." <laughs> <laughs> but just quickly, I will have I will have a shout out for two Aussie movies of that year. One is Cool and Gatter Gold. Oh, yeah. Oh, Frilzy. 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 And Phelpsy. And Phelpsy. And Phelpsy. Yeah. yeah. In and, good uh, nick, the most one... of them. Both of them in good nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the other one was uh, Razorback. Oh, yeah. Mate. What a movie. Yeah. Good Aussie movie. movie. What a movie. Yeah. Really, really good movie. Dan, what's your sleeper? Well, my sleeper from 1984 is 1984, the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the actual film adaptation of George Orwell's dystopian tale of Big Brother haven't seen it for a while, but yeah, like really that. But we all had to read that book as yep. high school students and, uh, and and enjoyed it. But the movie's actually excellent and uh, is a, is a really good adaptation. And I think of movies that predict the future, 
uh, that was one of the least shitter ones. So it was, uh, yeah, really, really good flick, really worth seeing. And definitely, I've, we've talked about it before, but we were so brainwashed about what Russia and the Soviet Union was when we were kids. But I thought that this was what Russian kids were doing, basically. They were having their thoughts monitored and, uh, and, and, and basically had Big Brother looking over them just because all the propaganda we had at the moment oh, were at the massive. time when the Cold War was on. Yeah, but, part of the Cold yeah, War. Yeah, this is uh, this is a brilliant, brilliant movie and, and definitely well worth a, a revisit. Yeah, well done. Okay, nineteen eighty four dud. Now, I actually had to look really hard to find one that I could constitute as a dud, and I've picked one that uh, it's hard, but it is not a good movie. Best defence, Eddie Murphy, oh, Dudley Moore. Okay, yeah. Right. Dudley Moore plays a military weapons engineer oh, who yes. ends up building a tank with a with a gyroscope in it, and Eddie Murphy is the tank commander. Yes, and it is Eddie Murphy. What happened is that Eddie Murphy had blown up, and he was like a th- not even a secondary. No, he was character in the movie, but he had blown up because of Beverly Hills Cop. So then this got sort of in the wake of it. It's it's just not a funny movie. Yeah, Eddie Murphy is not great in it. He's the best part of a shit movie. It's just not great. And it was so disappointing because you would expect that, oh, it's an Eddie Murphy movie, but it's not an Eddie Murphy movie. It's a Dudley Moore movie. Yeah. It's just not good. Coming off Arthur. Yes. Mm. Great, great theme. Arthur's theme. What a song. Yeah. G-Man. Hang on, G-Man. Didn't you have to play that for your year eight music recitals? Arthur's theme? Uh, no, 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 I did Star Wars. There was only that that I could I, I play a lot of songs one-handed, but uh, that was only the one of the ones I could do putting the left hand on the keyboard as well. That and Walk of Life. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Matt Stenning. Well done. If you between the moon and New York City. Okay, G-Man, what's your dud? My my dud is something I saw a long time ago, so I'm, I'm going back to that memory. It's the movie Sheena. Oh, that's got... Um, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts. Oh, what a great sort, though. This is the only good thing about that movie. It's a shit movie. Yeah, terrible movie. Yeah. Sheena grew up in the African wild, raised by a mystical witch woman. Well, like it, there you go. It just well, sounds say like no tar- more. Tarzan. I can, well, it's, I can it, remember the VHS cover. That's cover. The reason I can, yeah, I can remember Her that. and her sort of... Um, uh, Animal fur bikini. Yeah, yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, she was in. She she hit fame probably around this time with a view to a kill. Yes, really. She's yeah. she's oh, in a view to a go. kill. Yeah. yeah, and I think this was obviously a vehicle for her after that. But it's yeah. um. Yeah, well, this is great. this is sort of this is the sword and sorcery thing. Really, it's yeah. it's Conan. It's this Conan the Destroyer comes out this year as well, which is not a pinch on the first one, but no, they're trying to and and the, all the cartoons around He Man and all yeah. those as well yeah. at that time. So yes, yeah, that was my bad. That's yeah, a good pick. Uh, Dan, what do you got? Yeah, we talked about uh, movies with the year and the title that uh, some of... There's very, very few that you would revisit. And this one, 2010, the year we make contact, absolutely bullshit because it's 2023 and we still haven't made contact. So get (laughs) fucked. (laughs) It's not good either. It's just not a good movie. It's, and obviously billed as a sequel to the, the Stanley Kubrick 2001 A Space Odyssey, which as a, as a piece of filmmaking is obviously incredible, but not something you want to revisit every week. I, uh, I, but 2010 had a lot of hype and was just uh, just pants. Shocking. Uh, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I watched some of 2001 A Space Odyssey 
about a month ago. I watched about I think 30 minutes of it. You've got to see it on the big screen, I think. I don't. Th- yeah. I think it's lost on the TIAC. I think it, uh, it really needs to be something that we all go and see at the, uh, the Born to Watch cinemas to, to really appreciate it. Yeah, it might be one that we get a viewing. We might do a viewing one night. We'll yeah. book out a cinema and do it and see whether yeah. we think it's shit afterwards. I'll tell Good you call. what, though. Roy Scheider, John Lithgow, Helen Mirren. Had some oh, stars great, great, in. Ca- oh, sure. great cast. Yeah, and it was cast. it was massively hyped because of yeah. it being a yeah. sequel to, you know, one of, one of the, the arguably greatest films in history as far as filmmaking prowess. But, yeah, no, nah, nah good. Okay, well done, gentlemen. There's, well... Not nine movies, but six movies that are different. Uh, seven. Seven in total, as we all agreed on The Terminator. All right, let's move into a question time. Uh, straight off the bat. Has Cobra Kai changed the way we look at the Karate Kid? The whole Johnny the good guy? This is why I was saying earlier. I find it very difficult. Johnny's a cock in this movie. From minute one. Yes, uh, and I think as much as a annoying twat as Daniel is, and he is, Johnny's a real cock. The, the whole beach scene at the start, uh, smashing the, the, the radio, Danny's, uh, Dan, I keep trying to call him Danny, Daniel's not to know that she's just out of a relationship. The fact that he's, you know, he's probably pushing it a little bit too far early on. Yep. But I, I don't buy that Johnny's a good guy. Johnny's not. And this is the thing about Cobra Kai to me is that you see, you see the good and the bad in him, right? So he comes across. They they sort of show there's some redeeming qualities the way he was brought up and things like that. You also see the cock qualities that Daniel Larusso has yeah. as he's gotten older and like when he when he first walks into his dealership and he's a bit of a dick to him, you know. So you sort of see the good and the bad in both. And, and to me, that sort of evens up a bit. Like it's not so so much more the what one's good and bad that it's sort of both of them have their qualities. That's sure. what I took out, out of Cobra Kai in the first couple of seasons. So it was actually interesting to see that. And, it, you know, you root for him a little bit to for Johnny at the start of that to be the hero, but then you realise that he's still got, like, he's still... A cock. Still got some of the bad yeah. qualities. Yeah. Like a lot of the bad qualities, you know. Dan, agree, don't agree? I, I love that first series of Cobra Kai and I like what they do with Johnny's character and I really enjoy... I think he makes the entire season, but the crock of shit fan theories about Daniel being the real bully is just... You know, well, that, that I, came I from How I Met Your Mother, right? That's That that, that was, did, yeah. That was on an episode... Of, well, Billy Zabka was on like seven episodes of How I Met Your Mother and, and Ralph Macchio was on one when they were doing this whole thing, right? And that's where Barney Stinson decides that he is yeah. the actual hero and they yeah. go through that whole thing. Yeah. That's where it got legs, I believe. Yeah. No. Okay, and I think this is a pretty easy question. Is Ralph Macchio the king of playing down in age? Oh yeah. There's no one is there no one better? Uh, you, uh, uh, as I said, I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the fact. Okay, let's leave it. In let's leave it for F weeks. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely yeah, it's it's he's one of the best, let's say that. Uh, what the hell did Ali see in Daniel? He has I'm sorry, she's the hottest girl in school, right? Well, out of the four girls that we see in the movie, she's the hottest one. Why Daniel? I know she says, oh, because you're different. Mate, God, he's hard work. Come on. 
me, me, and Gal can answer, me and Gal can answer this because this will be good. Uh, we, we, yeah. Fuck it, duck. Go and go. Obviously, all of our listeners know that we went to Cromer High, which is uh, it's obviously always in the news for bad reasons. We were the wrong side of the tracks in the band. Yeah, growing growing up in the bandlands on Sydney's northern beaches, but we were we were the bad boys, weren't we, Gal? And, and we did. <laughs> yeah. We 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 got the attention of some of those private some of that private school uh, birds, and we ended up we oh ended God. up uh, on the radar of the Pimble Ladies College uh, Brigade, and and we just they just they, they were fascinated by our bad boy status, and wanted to take us to their formals and and dress us up as playthings and go yeah. fly kites with us, and it was just it was just a moment in time, gal, wasn't it when. We were just we were just massive massive bad boys, and I can yeah. understand the appeal. You remember, G? Yeah, I do. They wanted. We were like the receder. You know, the we were receder, and they were the hills. Exactly. That's well, we, right. They, they wanted a piece of the bad boys. I mean, what do you do? Remember taking remember taking the girls to the uh, un unfinished house on Lincoln Avenue. Yes, that's it. Like we the three of us, we, and suddenly it went. All, it was it was pitch black, and suddenly there was just no talking at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. They taught us. They taught us a lot of things, even though we were from the wrong side of the tracks. But yeah, so I, I completely get Ali going after the bad boy as a as a as a as a former bad boy myself. Well, I've got I've got to say, like <laughs> oh, Ali's God. sitting on the beach. Here comes a guy with the maddest arms. Like <laughs> oh. he's really bringing it with with the body. Yeah. He's got the he's got the cutoff shirt on, the muscle shirt, yeah. and jorts. I mean, what yeah. more do you need on a beach? <laughs> You're running your jaws. What about what about them just playing soccer on the longest yeah. soccer field in the history of soccer? Just kicking the ball along the beach. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a very odd game they were playing. It was they a were very just odd game on the beach, yeah. kicking the ball. Yeah, it didn't it, appear to be teams. I did. I did enjoy the headband on uh, one of his mates though. That and he had he had yes. fairly good hair as well. So yeah, Freddie's Freddie's mate was a bit of a legend. But yeah, I can see it. I can understand it. Okay, all right. I, I, I don't see anything, but we'll get it. In the fight, the last fight, last question. In the final fight, why isn't Johnny DQ'd after he elbows the knee in the final? Because the guy before him, take him out of commission, and he kicks him in the knee, and he gets automatically DQ'd. But Johnny elbows the knee, and it's like, oh, no, we'll just play on. Yeah, hard, hard. The to rules hope. in this in this tournament were because it's it's no I contact. Bad, I believe yeah. it's a no contact tournament, but sometimes you're allowed to contact. Like, it, it, but it it's very strange. I, I yeah, I'm gonna have to defer to you on this one. Obviously, no, there, w- there was contact because Daniel kicks a bloke in the head early on, and there are other, there are other yeah. people that get hit. Right, so mate, he, he hits he hits uh, Johnny in the back of the head. Yeah, when he's on the mat, yeah, and he gets the bloody nose when he goes sweep the leg. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why. Maybe there's a couple of. Bad moves from each one. I, I don't know. It's it's really hard. The other thing is, I had this in my bad was, if your mate on your team comes on and takes a bloke out, and then you've just got fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, well, if you're not back, your 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 teammate your wins. team wins. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what yeah. sort of a rule is that? It was odd rules. Okay. Well, that's it. Now it's time for the the latest segment. Born to watch only fans. Now, we spoke last week about people reaching out. We had a couple of people do it. What was nice whoa, 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 to see... Whoa, hang, on, hang on, hang on. I don't even know what you're talking about. What, explain it. What's OnlyFans? So do you well, not I listen know, to the... I, I know what OnlyFans is, but what's <laughs> our OnlyFans? This is born to watch OnlyFans. This is where okay. we get uh, some of the watchers reach out to us, whether on the socials or on Spotify or, or wherever. 
yeah. leave us a message and uh, and we'll read their message on the on the show just to you know to show that we we're all a team. We're just why isn't one. it called Why isn't it called Lickouts? Well, it could be. It's just because Born to Watch Only Fans, where we read people's lickouts. There we go, Dan. Okay, there we go. Okay. Love it. All right. Okay. Lick me. All right, let's hear the lickouts. Let's hear the lickouts. Okay, so this so if anyone who listens on Spotify, you can actually message us straight on Spotify and I can publish those comments. So on the, the latest episode of Behind Enemy Lines, we had a message from Blade Runner. Ooh. Loved it. Great breakdown, gents. Gonna have to go back and have a look at this one. For some reason, it made me really want to watch Spy Game, which is an absolute cracker. Now, Spy Game, Spy Game, yeah, Brad Pitt, Robert Brad Redford, Pitt. Oh, yes. Tony yes. Scott. Yes. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good, movie. good, good choice, Blade. God, that is a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, I got what, what, a couple things I love about this. One is he didn't watch the movie before he what, he listened to the podcast. So I love that. Thanks, Blade Runner. You, you're you're a keeper. Now, a lot of people say, well, I haven't seen the movie, so the podcast, you know, I can't watch, the, I can't listen to the podcast. We talk very little about the actual movie here. So I think that uh, you don't have to see the movies to get enjoyment out of this. I think we're, we're three pretty funny fuckers, if I don't say so myself. Oh. Now, it wouldn't be a, a lick out without getting our top contributor, as it says on Facebook, Johnny Bull, again for Behind Enemy Lines. Awesome pod crew, funny as balls. Pretty good trailer. Thanks for the community service announcement. Now, Johnny's all about the trailers. Yeah, so loves it. He loves it. He, he's, he only listens to the podcast to listen to the trailers. Glad some other dudes noticed the freaking makeup. One more for bad. The Top Gun, loving yourself sick Team America cheer at the end that didn't start until the Marine hooted. Shit. <laughs> Still love the movies. I was overs. Yeah, Johnny's right. Johnny's our kind of people. He's there's no doubt. I will tell you who what, Johnny, Johnny's OG. He's been listening from the start, right? Yeah, he's he's original. Johnny, I love funniest balls. I tried to make that into a segment early on, but it got denied. <laughs> you did too. It was just like my mockingbird song that's never been recorded. I wrote a masterpiece, <laughs> never to see the light of day yet. But yes, yeah, funniest balls would be a good segment. Yeah. Can I? What was overs and unders with behind enemy lines? Who? who oh, it was, it was low. 15? It was fifteen. Yeah. 15's not low. I would. I reckon I've seen that once. Mike, well, Damo, Damo's seen it Damo once. Damo was the best. Damo said, I thought I'd seen it. <laughs> but then 15 minutes in, I realised I hadn't. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we had a couple more, but we're going to keep them uh, in, the, in the, you know, just keep the powder dry with some of them. But that is Born to Watch Only Fans. Send in your comments. Send us a message. We'd love to hear from you all. Uh, keep listening. If Excellent. they're about if they're about me specifically, they're more likely to be read out on air. So, just yeah, uh, yeah Dan's me, all about the lickouts. So anyway, oh, I love the lickouts. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, we'll start with you up on the land, Daniel. What do you got for good? I got a few. So I touched on it earlier, but 1984 hair was just way better than today. So I haven't seen that many cowlicks since our year 10 formal photos. It was yeah. everyone had a huge, strong hair game. Right from uh, from from Johnny's, obviously, uh, skater flick at the front 
to to many bum parts, but they're just just really solid hairdos throughout. And even uh, Elizabeth Shue running the uh, hot hot girls with hot school girls were different in the mid eighties, weren't they? They had yes. really big frizzy hair and um, and long socks. And they were cheerleaders, but just didn't look like cheerleaders. No, they were, it was really good. It was a good time to be alive. Uh, another one was just the Cobra Kai dirt bikes on the beach scene. Like, as as a, a motorcyclist myself, I was just like, fuck yeah. I mean, that that's, uh, that's a really good choice by John G. Albertson to make them six Cs on the, uh, on the beach. And also Johnny's red jacket is just, is just superb. Uh, two more, Martin Cove. I thought... Looking back at this, John Kreese, the, the character, he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he is one of cinema's great villains. And he's, yeah, he's, he's, probably, yeah. he's probably got three minutes of screen time. So that, that that's quite amazing. And then a gal mentioned before, William Zapka. I just assumed that he was a karateka all along and that was why he, he was chosen for the role. But he, he he was, as Ralph Macchio, hadn't done any, any karate prior to this movie and was just an amazing athlete and just reminded me a lot of me. So, yeah, I think uh, he was awesome. Well done. Well done. Uh, G-Man? I love Johnny's hairdo, especially at the country club. Johnny's got good hair. It's it's the greatest when he's got that quaff do thing, whatever that whatever you call it. When he's it. dancing great. with without yeah. his mum. Yep, it's awesome. That's a morgue's fuckwit move. <laughs> Can we at least finish the dance? Yeah, he would have he would have he would have been get, he would have been over at their place offering to make cups of tea <laughs> for the mum too. Like what that yeah, was Daniel's go to. Yeah, Johnny, get it. I, I'll tell you what I did love. I did love Daniel LaRusso's fashion sense. Like he killed it. <laughs> The first scene, he's got the blue muscle oh, shirt with the mad God. arms, tucked into no belt blue jeans oh, with the man. runners, and he's skinny. So he never wore a belt in the whole movie. Well, he didn't need to, mate. He shopped at Target Kids. <laughs> he was he was twenty seven years old as well. Like it's just crazy. Yeah, it was bad. funny. I loved that. I loved his sunnies <laughs> when he gets when, <laughs> when he, he gets, gets beaten up. Yeah, in the morning, <laughs> it looks like he borrowed his mum's sunnies. Yeah, from like the oh, no, so they, they are massive. They the cover sons. half the face. They are massive. They are awesome sunnies. <laughs> the other thing I loved was Ali's dad when they first when he first meets him running the full trackie with the towel underneath oh, tucked well in they, the trackie. They just been playing yeah. tennis, mate. Mate, it's the best. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to put a towel straight around your neck under your trackie? He was a fuck. Awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, and of course, Mister Miyagi's hand clap. Which is oh, yes. probably turned over into common folklore. Definitely. I'm sure we'll get to it. Okay, my good. It just starts. The movie just starts. There's yeah. no fucking around. They're in the car and they're gone. I thought it was amazing. I, I thought it was excellent. No exposition. There's a, a conversation in the car. We don't know who's in the car. We don't yeah. know who they are. They're just gone. Uh, we get a couple cuts with them, the car breaking down and all this kind of stuff. But I thought that was really cool. A really cool way to start the movie. The soundtrack, there's some crackers in the soundtrack. I've forgotten exactly how good Cruel Summer the song is, Banana Rama. Like, how big were Banana Rama in yeah, the 80s? Massive. They were massive. massive. Right. Uh, they, were, they were a Paul White staple. Yeah, he loved Yeah, he loved The Bengals? Yeah, the Bengals and them, yeah. Yeah, definitely. We talked about Crease, Dan, but his military photo on the wall of the oh. dojo with him holding the gun is one of the greatest things <laughs> I've <laughs> ever seen. Awesome. Oh, how's the pose? The pose how's is the so pose? good. And all I was thinking of was, Rambo fucked you <laughs> up. Yes. All right. Uh, okay. It's hard to not talk about the relationship between Daniel and, and Miyagi. Like yeah. it is, it's, 
they both need each other. They both uh, are filling a void of what they need. Uh, obviously, Miyagi lost the child, and and so Daniel he sees that Daniel as being that replacement, and, and Daniel doesn't have a dad. And the great uh, thing, we don't know why Daniel doesn't have a dad. Yeah. There's, there's they, no delving they, into any of that. They, they, it's, it's, there's no bullshit, and that's what's really good. In fact, it's amazing that this movie goes for two hours and six minutes, and there's no, there's not a lot of bullshit, like yeah. backstory. It's all there's too much bullshit in the four story, right? With, with, with what they're dealing with, the only real backstory is Miyagi getting drunk when he's selling. Yeah. When he's Miyagi, yeah. that's the only thing. Banzai! Banzai. And they wanted to cut that scene. Yeah, that was his. That was his Oscar scene. That was his Oscar scene. But they yeah. wanted to cut it, and and John Avildsen said no, nah, yeah. and keeping that. Yeah, do you know they, who I am? Yeah, because they because that obviously shows the character rather yeah. than just being the mystical. Yeah, absolutely, mystical, gave him gave wise him some sage. flaws. Yeah, uh, which but was look, great. To, to your point, like both of them in this movie. I mean, the dynamic between them and the acting of both of them is. I mean, they're so they're so well cast. Yeah, both Miyagi and you can't and imagine Daniel it's one of these ones where you just can't oh, imagine no. anyone else doing it, right? Uh, okay, the tournament. Megan was funny. I was watching this this afternoon. <laughs> she goes. She goes, oh, what would you think? I go, yeah, it, it ends really abruptly. Like, the tournament goes for 11 minutes. Mm. And I actually, if you talk about some stuff you would have liked to have seen a bit more of, maybe flesh the tournament out a little bit more and yeah. a little less about the the teenage angst, right? Yeah. Give us a bit more combat, a little less angst. Mate, it is very much like Rocky. It ends, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Bang, and yeah. it ends, and that's it. Yeah. Fight's oh, over. Oh, yeah, it was fight's over, and Done. then the credits come, yeah, right? Yeah, credits come. Yeah, uh... The th- probably I reckon my favourite part of the movie and the bit where I actually audibly went fuck yeah was when Daniel goes to do the crane kick and he looks at Miyagi yeah. and Miyagi nods mm. and I was just like fuck yeah like yes uh, the whole thing yeah. finish him yeah uh, that, that, that last yeah. 90 seconds yeah. is some of the best filmmaking in the whole of the 80s yeah. when, he, when he runs back out the music everything when he comes back out and the ring announcer to Bill uh, Melman. Yeah. Who is our lookalike for the week? He looks like Morgs. He runs that blue suit jacket with the with the long back hair. The ring announcer. He it's awesome. He goes, What? You're back. You're gonna fight? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, I thought that last that whole the music, the the, the crescendo of the music yeah. and brilliant, and Miyagi brilliant. nods and it's finish him and yeah. he just hits him in the nose. It it does it does get uh f- sort of a bit killed by what in my ugly, but yeah. But yeah, I thought that part. I was like audibly, "Yes, go Miyagi!" Like it was amazing. Anyway, bad uh, Dan. What do you got for bad? Uh, when, when Daniel first meets Mister Miyagi, he comes down and says, "Oh, you need to fix our tap." And he asks <laughs> when he's going to come and do it. And he says, "I do it after." And he's like, "When is after? After is after. After I, after." We've all spent a bit of time in Japan. I I've worked in Japan quite a lot. Japanese people don't deal in after. They deal yeah. in. Exact time frames, and there is no way that anyone of Japanese heritage is not giving you the exact time that they're going to be around to do a task. So that was utter bullshit. Uh, <laughs> the the other bad that I had, and I just I refer to this character as Pig Face Lickouts. So he is the Cobra <laughs> Kai <laughs> Cobra Kai student who's just on screen to lick Johnny out the whole time, and he's going yeah, on with a party bag. Oh, that guy mate, yeah. at the end. He just, his head has stayed with me for 40 years. Big face lick outs. I just cannot stand him. <laughs> Mate. He's, he's also just, the guy, is he also the one that goes, 
Must be take a worm for a walk week. Yeah, yeah mate. Like, he's such a snide wanker. It's the worst one line he's in all of snide wanker. So, so this 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 script is actually was taught to us as young screenwriters because it is it, it is a great script, but there is a lot of on the nose dialogue and yeah, shit like that. A lot of that, a lot of the dialogue between the students is is a bit how you going, a bit on the nose. But um, uh, look, it'll come up. The middle third is just very slow in this, and I think oh. movie movies have obviously changed a lot. Middle third. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the middle part of the of the film is just very, very, very slow, and I, I think the dynamics or the the pacing of movies has obviously changed a lot, in especially for action movies in the last uh, subsequent decades. But this one, I just I remember thinking, God, they carry on a lot. What? Let's have some more fighting, eh? Come on, yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, you're right. Because I I never thought this movie was too long, but rewatching it, it it does it does draw out in the middle. Of it's whole thirty minutes. On the boat. It's thirty minutes too long. Going yeah. to the beach, getting on the boat, all Too the sand, much. like the whole house. Too much. Yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, that's my bad. So uh, yeah, not not, okay. not a heap, but uh, yeah. Sweet, uh, G man. Um, I've got Daniel was pretty afraid of the Cobra Kai guys in the middle of the movie. You know, he ducked him at school and did all of that, and then he goes and puts the hose on Johnny. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. And he knowing that he can't get away with that, and then runs out and then wondering why he gets beat up. So I thought it was really odd that he would do that. But, but it's based on Ali saying to him, oh, I wish he'd get his come up and yeah. thought, oh, I hope I'm there to see it. Yeah. And it was just very convenient that there was a big hose sitting in the middle of the toilets. I've got a bit about, in my bad, I've got a bit about the dance. Yeah. Um, the other bit about that is they chase him back to the fence and, and Johnny's beating him up. And th- they've got their backs to the fence mm. while they're beating him up. And Johnny's facing him. Mm. And Mr. Miyagi crawls up on top of the fence yeah, and like no one noticed him. Like a cat. And he is right there behind them. They're looking directly yeah. in his direction and they don't see him. He's in the shadows. <laughs> Found it very odd. Yeah. Uh, but that fight scene, nine seconds. Yeah. He wipes out five of them in nine yeah, seconds. He's good. Yeah, he's pretty good. That's the only time you see him fighting. Yeah. In the whole in the whole thing. Until till the start of number two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, <laughs> also what got me was um when Crease grabs the guy when they're doing when they're doing the punching you know, sequence in the gym. Yes. And he rips and throws him on the ground. You lose concentration to fight and you're dead meat. I was like, it just sounded so cringy. Yeah, it's cringy. There's meat. some cringy. Yeah. There's some cringe. But yeah, that's mine. Okay. I, it's too long. We've talked about it. Wow. it the movie's 30 minutes too long. Okay. And let's, let's say an hour 40. It should be an hour. It should be a hundred minute movie, this movie. Yeah. There's 25 yeah. minutes you can easily get out. Now, did anyone else notice the beat scene at the start? The creepy stairs. Yeah. He stops and stares at her for 15... Now, 15 seconds doesn't sound like a long time. But if you are staring at someone for 15 seconds, you're a rapist. <laughs> right? And and then it happens three different times throughout that whole beach scene where he just stops and stares at her. I'm like, fucking hell, mate. Like, yeah. It's unusual. And I've got his... Sl- I'm like, slow down, pal. You don't need to be the superstar on day one. This is day one of your new... You're like, you don't be the king soccer player. You don't try and hook up with the hot bird. You don't do this all on day one because people are going to think you're a tool, which well, is what happens. Can I just say, now, I, me and Gao, we went to a lot of schools as kids. So our uh, my dad moved around a lot. The G had to go to Radelaide. So I've been to a lot of first days and, and trying to make an impression on, on new groups. So I disagree, Whitey. I think you have to come in fucking hot and you have to be the best at absolutely everything. <laughs> 
And essentially, I would go in and I would I would pick whoever the, the previous big dog was, the leader, and I would challenge them to one of anything that I was elite at, which is pretty much everything back then. And I would just fuck them up and then I would be the big dog. And that, I think that that yeah. was what Daniel was hoping to do. He just didn't have the uh, the stature that I had with what? his with it was, his it was, it was, yeah, But it's for normal people, Morgs, it's harder. I mean, like... You were you were a child prodigy at so many things, Hell, right? and you could just yeah. take you could go in you could go in and dominate. You were like Michael Jordan. You go and so dominate. <laughs> so what ha- what happened after the age of nine, Dan? Well, it's, it's unfortunately the I, I didn't realize at the time that I was going to peak very early. So I would have tried to sign a few <laughs> long term contracts <laughs> so that yeah. I may have made some money out of professional okay. sport. But right. yeah, I look, I used what I had at the time, but it, it dried up very quickly. Okay, All right. I hear you, I hear you, that's a good... Mate, Tom, you, what you left out there, Morgs, was your, I mean, you are very good at a lot of sports, but you didn't bring up your hurdling. You were a real hurdler. <laughs> there wasn't, there wasn't yeah. a lot of freight in hurdling back in the day, so I didn't, I didn't flex my hurdling chops on the first day. I waited to whenever the, uh, we were down at that NASA Sports Centre. Yeah. Mate, I, I've got to say, you and Dean Capabianco would what? have been the best. <laughs> I've got to say, Dan, like, would have been a tight clearance. Oh, yeah. With your undercarriage, mate. He had he had to jump high. No, no, was, no, no. It was he had a good bit back, of coil. Back, no, back then I didn't. The gravity hadn't set in, so it was. I think the top athletes were, were me, Jack Ellsgood, and Steve Menzies. I think in our age group at uh, God, at, at about that time. Fuck it all. Okay, Ali and Daniel. I just don't buy it. I just okay. they, I, I, I find they had there's a make a move, mate. They don't kiss until the very end of the movie. And what a fucking kiss. He is going for fucking gold. It is the most open mouth kiss. She would have she would have been shocked. Shocked. She got mouth raped. He wasn't he wasn't cocking the bum too, so she would have been copping the the LaRusso helmet right right up inside that. She was getting the whole package. But like she comes she comes into the the, uh, the shower screen and they're within an inch of each other. Just fucking make a move, mate. You're there. I don't know. I think he had no game. I also find that funny because he's got the girl there and she's she jumps in the shower with him and then yeah. he decides, I'm going to fuck this up and go and yeah. put the hose on Johnny and run out of the yeah, place and know the night's over. I was like, it's didn't, didn't what about there. what about the ugly managers, her ugly managers? Oh, they yes. Him, eh? Yeah, yeah no, no, they, they, they were not friendly. They were not friendly. She, he's t- he just wants to have sex with you. Don't just leave him. Like It was like Gow at the Jet Club back in 94, just trying to take the 10 home and the ugly manager just trying to cock block him. But G G succeeded. He, he, he well, he used to probably he used to also throw the ugly manager a go too, just to, <laughs> to get it across the line. <laughs> Where's your turn? Yeah, sit in the corner. Sit in the corner. Sit in the corner. Tomo used to jump on the bombs, didn't he? That was his game. <laughs> uh, okay, now as as beautiful and attractive as Ali was, G she had some bad dress sense. Her woolen vest were horrendous all the way through. It was, it was a snapshot in time. I oh, know, like, it was a snapshot. Was, yeah, a snapshot. yeah, I agree. Like, it, it looks, at the time, yeah. I think it would have, like, oh, Jacor, that alley's looking pretty good in that vest. Oh, like, mate, It would have, yeah. yeah. With the You'd big hair, that massive hair, all... yeah. yeah. She, she rocked the purple shorts. Killed it. With yeah, she shorts. loved a skirt. She loved a skirt. Al, I've got Ali's parents are assholes. Just, I hate oh, the yeah, yuppie cockheads, wankers. Yeah. Yeah. And... Okay, Dan, so you're, you're dating the, the hottest bird in town and yep. you're going to meet a parents. Yep. Plan your date, mate. 
Have a yeah, plan. Totally. What? Yeah. Have oh, a plan. What do you want to do? I don't know. What do you, you want to do? My nah, mate. Sorry. Plan your fucking date. Rule one: plan something. <laughs> what yeah, would they have totally done if they didn't agree. go to golf, golf and all, or whatever? Ah, oh, fuck a duck. Oh, next time we we'll bring our. What, so how old? Are, how old are they? Seventeen. What? What? Yeah. Say they're what, 16, 17, what, 17. What, did, what did we do at Sydney? We didn't. There wasn't any real. You didn't go on date dates, did you? Or well, we certainly no. didn't. In the boondocks, in the in the bad movies. We were, I think, always yeah, movies. Mate, we, yeah. we were just following you around on your band career. Then that's when you're right. That's right. Yeah, we'd, so. we'd go on. We we were all uh, yeah. We'd move from uh, all the amazing venues of the northern beaches just oh, mate, to, I, to watch. I remember me, uh, cracking. I remember cracking room. one up at uh, Whale Beach Surf Club. Oh, we cracking set up oh. there. Well, was the Matt, maybe, Max, yeah. Matt White Dick, had to, maybe Dicks, Matt yeah. White had to stand in on the base for me on that night. I if did I remember. Yeah, fucking crushed it. Egyptian lips, he really Egyptian stood up. Egyptian lips, so, yeah. fucking crushed it. Okay, what have we got for ugly, apart from the the Moby Dicks? Daniel, ugly. I just, Gow touched on it before, but yeah, look, your shit tasty Mark Greville is not copying the black belt standard in two weeks or, or however long he is of painting cars and sanding decks and, and painting fences. I'm sorry, but... You you need how many carters do you need to learn to to get a black belt in your karate gear? Like oh, it was, what there's a lot, mate. You, yeah. There's a lot of time got to be spent, and then you know you've got to you've got to have some um, some matches against some belts above you to move up. I mean, you can't just you can't just do that and, and come in and you know two two weeks in or three weeks in be be that good. It takes a bit of time to move through your your belts. I know Miyagi wasn't all about belts, but it takes a bit of time to Canvas get through. You've got to, have, you've got to have a few hard... It's a school of hard knocks in Kaya Cushion. Yeah, no, Not you're right. easy stuff. Yeah. Okay, G-Man. Ugly? I had my ugly. That was the um, the 15-minute rule. Yeah, okay. In yeah, the in yeah. the tournament. There was, yeah. there was a few suspect rules in there. I'm, I'm not sure Pat... I'm not sure PJ would have liked a lot of those rules, but hey. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have. He would just had to roll with it for, yeah. the, for the directors. Creative license. Creative license. Uh, I've got... Uh, Daniel's moves, which are lacking, sadly lacking, and I've got no idea why she hangs around. I also thought you're all right, Larusso. At the end, it's so eighties. Forced. Yeah. It is. It didn't need yeah. to be there, right? It didn't need to be there, and I found that took you out of the movie a bit. But anyway, well you, done. You find a lot in these tournaments, and I've been in a few where you know once you you know when, you, when you've been there, you know man to man. It's uh, Mano e Mano e Mano. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stripped to the waist. <laughs> Stripped to the waist. What's that? That's some. Oh, is that no. afterlife? Oh, fuck you, God. It's a, no, it's extras. It's extras. It's extras. Mano e Mano. Stripped to the waist. God fucking hell. I'm all this hard man stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, well done, gentlemen. Dan's quick fire. Yes, gentlemen, quick by a couple of changes this week because we've actually found a film that I think may have surpassed uh, a couple of category names. So anyway, first up though, the lookalike. Yeah, I look, I would have been happy if you said any of the Cobra Kai guys look like me and my hair, but you thought the, the shitty judge with the ba the bad hair and the big nose. But what? Any, anyone else stood out for you guys? Oh, I've got to fucking look like, absolutely. And it's you. So Dutch. Chad McQueen oh, with the yeah. platinum oh, hair. Awesome. That, that is 100% like you in Canada with your platinum shitlocks. 
That's me in 97 when Gail wouldn't talk to me for a month when I had the uh, the blonde yeah. shitlocks. Yeah, you, that's you, awesome. I'm still not ready to talk about that phase. <laughs> you know that's Steve McQueen's son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty didn't, cool. Mate, didn't Bruce. have a huge career, but um, no. did, yeah, got, a, got a few Didn't off. need to. Bruce, didn't need mate, to. No. Bruce Malmuth, your lookalike, he actually yeah. directed Nighthawks and also Hard to Kill. Shit. Wow. He's, a, he's a director, so he's like he was in the industry. That's it. And that, you're Running often his bod, groovy you're... gear. I'll often get calls from, you know, director buddies or, or screenwriter buddies. Like, what are you doing on Saturday? You want to come and be in Thor, Love and Thunder? And I'm like, fuck off, Taika Waititi. No, no, thank you. Like, the, <laughs> shit like that happens all the time. So, yeah, yeah awesome. Mate, you would never sell out, Morgs. We know that. <laughs> all right, I will pay that lookalike. Thank you. They don't always have to be me. That You can expand upon them looking like other people, but it, thank you. It's more fun when it's you. Now, the next category I've actually changed. It was That's Not a Knife for okay. a scene that's passed over in a popular culture. But from now on, it is called Wax On, Wax Off for nice. a scene that is passed into popular culture. So obviously, Wax On, Wax Off has been uh, spoken back to us over the last 40 years. Anything else really that you think is taken from this movie that pops up in popular culture reasonably often? Daniel LaRusso, Johnny Lawrence, yeah. Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi, Miyagi, definitely. Miyagi, Miyagi and Miyagi yep. Do and anything to do with that. Sweep yep. the leg. Sweep the, the leg. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Sweep the awesome. leg. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the best around. The song. Yeah. Like, as soon as you hear that song, you know. <laughs> oh, the crane kick? Yeah, I said the yeah. crane kick. Yeah, the crane kick. Um, yeah. Mercy so for much. the week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, there's, there's 50. Strike points. first, so strike hard. Yeah. yeah. No mercy. No mercy. Yep. Um, the other one, the other one I do like was that Daniel's bike, his pushy, was a mongoose 2-4. Now, <laughs> it became massively popular after the movie. How many people do you remember riding around on mongoose, I had a mongoose. On mongoose bikes, I had right? A mongoose, you had yeah. a mongoose. Yeah. I, I told you, I went straight to the Rally Yukon. I was on the cruiser. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, everybody had those mongoose bikes. But did yeah. they have them in the big wheel, the slightly larger rims like Daniel's? Because like, I, I think, why do you would have had the more standard BMX, wouldn't you? Because I had a tufts. standard mongoose. Yeah. you have the tufts with the tufts? Yeah, the of course tufts. I had tufts. Yeah, I had tufts. yeah, nice. Why do got the tufts straight after his spokey-dokey face? <laughs> well, I actually needed the tufts because it was more about weight distribution. <laughs> 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 Oh, good O. No, totally agree. I think this, of all of the films we've done, this would have to be uh, arguably the most passed over into public culture. Well done, boys. It's now called Wax On, Wax Off. Next one's though, Philip Stuckey and Pretty Woman, Jason Alexander's douchebag character for the biggest douchebag in this film. I mean, look, plenty in there, but they're in there for a reason. Like, we talked about Martin Cove's John Kreese being an excellent antagonist, but he's in there to show the difference between Miyagi as the light and him as the dark. Like, it's just a really perfect portrayal. So I wouldn't argue that he's as much douchebag as just a really well-written villain. Anyone else in there? Like, obviously, Pigface Lickhouse. I was going to say, it's got Tommy. Well, you've yeah. got. I think for the next for the next couple of awards, you could slip pig face lickouts in there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, I'll accept pig face lickouts. Uh, the the cast of Caddyshack. What, what about Johnny's? What Johnny's first mates he meets on the day? They dropped him pretty quick, though, didn't they? they like, oh, mate, yeah, oh yeah, no, uh, uh, Larusso's Freddie Fuentes, yeah. whatever his name yeah. is. They were all wankers. Freddie was over. Him. Jeez, yeah, you got a good friend here, Freddie. Where'd you find him? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Freddie Fuentes is a bit of a wanker. Um. Good stuff. Cast of Caddyshack for an actor or entire cast that aren't quite sure of the tone of the movie they're in. Everyone gets it in this one. They, they, they're yeah. all... Everyone, everyone's really well developed. I think 
One, uh, John G. Alvidson is very much known for in our industry is a lot of rehearsals. So he would have gone into every shooting day with everyone knowing exactly what they were going to do. All scenes would have been blocked out. All the characters would understand what's going to happen. He wouldn't have oh, left no. anything to chance. So no, I, I think that he would have weeded out anyone early on in the production that wasn't uh, on tone for his film. And I think that's evident. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't agree with me more. Olivia yeah, Newton-John's cartwheel at the pep rally in Greece for a particularly poor show of athletic prowess. Now, I will accept both Pat Morita and Ralph Macchio for this, but is there anyone else that really took you as... Now, i tell you who was surprising was Elizabeth Shue's uh, yep. backspring. That, that backflip, yes. I thought, was well, excellent. She was an actual gymnast, yep. She right, was, she was okay. a yeah, really, really hyped gymnast at school. Yeah, but, no, she and was she also had the soccer. She had the soccer skills as well because her, obviously her and Billy Shue. Yeah. Well, yeah well, Billy Shue was a big soccer yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Andrew that, He was massive a, in the soccer, yeah. yeah. That's it. But I think the thing with Daniel was that was what made him so good was that he was so bad. Like, the, yeah, you knew he wasn't yeah. good. He had no talent at it. To be no, I've got to say, yeah. as, as as good as the, the backflip was at the cheerleading, the actual cheerleading was shit. Yeah, yeah it wasn't good. Yeah, it, was yeah. like, it definitely reminded me of, like, Greece. early rehearsals for uh, Rocker said for that yeah. you start in. Well, which one was that? I started in a few. Maybe the one where you wore a phantom outfit. <laughs> I remember it fondly, and I don't remember mm. me being that shit. But anyway, I will accept that. Yeah. Uh do you do you remember just on that? Hang on. Do you remember that when we when you performed at the entertainment center? Yes. And you were and it was all quiet, and I yelled out at you, and there was like fifteen thousand people. In the was it <laughs> you? You. you suck, Morgs, or something. You like that. suck, Morgs, at the top of my voice. It was fucking amazing in front of twelve thousand people at the entertainment oh, center. I'll, I'll tell you what, people. If you, if you'd like to see Morgs in his uh, in his best Phantom gear, right in. Yes. Right into OnlyFans. Oh. Well, in fact, Max, Maxie Matlock wants a photo of Morgs. That might be the one we send oh, yeah. him. Oh, the yeah. G-Man's been holding on to that treasure trove for uh, some time. <laughs> I have, I've had to be very polite to G on the line, otherwise <laughs> I, I get served up. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, agreed. Uh, robot sentries for an extra scene uh, or e- extra bit of info you wanted about the characters in this movie or the backstory, uh, uh, a la our favourite Aliens movie where the Space Marines find out what sort of shit they're in when we see the robot sentries extra scene in the director's cut. Uh, it's a very long film. I don't know what else I need nah. to know. I think Whitey's point, Whitey's point earlier about we, you just don't need it. Don't write it in if we, if we as the audience don't need it. It's spot on. I think they could have lost half an hour very easily. Gal, what do you think? Oh, it's an easy story. Like, new kid comes to town, doesn't know anyone, gets beat yeah. up because he likes the girl, you know, finds teacher. It's You know, we got the story early on. Understood That's where it was it. going. That's it. No, I totally agree. Good stuff. Uh, and finally, this week, Whitey's Brad Pitt for the actor you'd most like to take a turn at Bushy Park with. Now, this is a very <laughs> old reference because kids... When uh, people used to take a turn, uh, there used to be a bushy park that you would encounter. But obviously, since pubes were outlawed about 20 years ago, you wouldn't know this <laughs> reference. But anyway, you, I'm sure you get the point. Uh, anyone in there that uh, took it, took uh, took your uh, eyeballs? Yep, yep. Now, Elizabeth Shoes Easy. Yeah. Yeah. E- easy, yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Shoes Easy. I want to crack at a mum. Oh, yeah, the mum. Yeah. I want to crack at the mum. Yeah. The mum is MILF. She's, really, she's I didn't, I'll have yeah, to. I'll yeah, have yeah, to have no, another was. look. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, she looks. Definitely. She looks really good at the at the country club when Johnny's dancing with her. Yeah, she does. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Johnny's had a little dabble. 
<laughs> he's done. He's had to do cock bum pash for that. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, she's yeah. she's milfish. Oh, he'd have been around for a cup of tea for sure. Yeah, yeah. awesome. He would have been top of tea. All right, I'll pay that. Excellent. Well done, guys. That is uh, whatever we call that segment. Quick fire. Quick fire. Dan. That's it. Okay, <laughs> we're moving on to listen to this. G-Man, take us away. We've talked about the ages. Ralph Macchio was actually 22 during filming of this movie. Yeah, scary. Um, one of the older ones, but we look. he was 22. Elizabeth Shue was 20. Um, Rob Garrison and Tony O'Dell, who were the Cobra Kairos, were 23. Chad McQueen was 22. And William Zabka was the youngest. He was 18. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah, they were, they were all playing down. I thought I always thought Macchio was older. I always thought he was 27 in this. But, yeah, the math doesn't add up. You're right, Cow. Uh, look, the the car that that Miss Miyagi gives him, which is a 80, 98, uh, sorry, a 48 Ford Super Deluxe, that's the one he gives him as a birthday gift, was actually given to Ralph Macchio by the producer. Still owns it. Yeah. Yeah. So still got that very famous piece That's of very cool. history. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I would have taken I would have taken the station wagon myself. Yeah, the Jeep <laughs> would have taken that too. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have taken the station wagon. Anyway, just my choice. Look, one more. William Zabka said that uh when he was filming this, the extras get so caught up that they'd boo him. They'd boo him during filming. And uh his mum was oh, in the, the, t- the tournament. Yeah. Someone, like, he's he's all right, yeah, like he's all right, he's, he's a really nice kid, actually. Yeah. But That's uh, so he, funny. he said that years later, he still gets people up coming up trying to fight him because his character irks <laughs> so many people. Yeah, because he's a dick. I like, know, oh but that's how good. That's yeah, how that's, well he's that's played it. Is that people it, still mate, get fired up job. about it. Like, great job. Yeah. yeah, no, well done, William Zappi. He's an he's an '80s villain that's stood the test yeah, of time. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The other one is that Daniel Larusso is in every scene. Every scene. Every wow. scene. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, L- probably got like, paid thirty five thousand dollars for it as well. Eminem in Eight Mile. Very Eight similar. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay, Dan, you got anything for listening to this? Nah. <laughs> okay, the fly scene where they catch he's trying to catch the fly, that's actually on a string held by a crew member off screen. <laughs> CGI, behold, yeah. in all its glory. Yes. Now, but did you notice when Daniel catches the fly? And they shoot, he goes, I caught it, I caught it. It's down in the middle. Yes. Yeah, and then in the next yeah. scene when he's holding it, it's right at the end yeah. of the chopsticks. Do you think poor, that, poor technique. Yeah. Do you think Miyagi used those chopsticks to eat with after? Or? <laughs> well, he never hit a fly, so it didn't, didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay, so uh, originally, uh, you know Toshiro Mofune, who is from Seven Samurai? Oh, yep. Who doesn't? The, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know him. So he auditioned for Mr. Miyagi, but it was... Probably too light-hearted for him. He was more known as that, yeah. you know, the bad guy from the from the samurai. He was movie, a so. super evil yeah. villain. Yeah, type he was. Of guy, so yeah. he uh, they they passed on that from the Akira Kurosawa movie. So, but he would have been interesting. Another one. This is quite funny. So Kyle Eastwood auditioned for the role of Daniel Larusso. Yes, and was rejected. So Clint Eastwood banned all Coca Cola products from all the sets of his movies as Columbia Studios was owned by Coke yep. at the time. Yep. <laughs> Get it, get it. So apparently, apparently Ralph Macchio was trying to get rid of all the placements because he talks about Minute Maid early on, and he yeah. and he puts his hand over it, and they had to reshoot it because he like he he didn't want to have any of those placements in there. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. a really interesting part of it. Yeah. So the bit where Pat Morita's trimming the bonsai trees, they did so many takes of that that he had to fake it in yeah. the end. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to cut all the trees. <laughs> There'd be no tree left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And obviously, I don't know, this is quite well known, but you know, You're the Best was originally written for Rocky Three. Yes, yes. But, but because Survivor came in and said, hold my beer, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> hold my beer. You're the Best is pretty good. You're yeah, the Best is good, Joe, and I know it's as good as you can do, but we're going to do Eye of the Tiger yeah. and we're going to yeah. shit on your parade. Yeah. 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 Eye of the Tiger is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. mate. What a, what a film clip too. Yeah. yeah. Absolute cracking film clip. Okay, uh, this is an interesting one. Quotables. There's a trillion. A lot of them are passages, but there's a couple quotes. Gail, you got any? I got a couple. I got the start when the when the boys on the bridge. I thought they broke up. She did. He yeah. didn't. Yeah, that is good. Um, <laughs> and yeah. also, also when he when he asked Miss Miyagi about the crane kick, if can do, no can defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my my favorite one, just a quick one, was when Mister Miyagi's drunk. And he goes, Banzai! And Daniel goes, uh, to baby trees? He's like, not Banzai! Banzai! <laughs> <laughs> Their chemistry throughout is just incredible. Like, it, it, I think, And the, the choices they both made as, as actors, I think, obviously, when you hear, uh, if you've ever seen an interview with, with Pat Morita, he, he speaks, you know, perfect English and it's, it's nothing like the Miyagi character and when he puts on the Miyagi voice. It's yeah. all, uh, it's all, it's all a choice, and obviously the the pigeon English that he uses. But I, I just think it's, it, it, you would struggle to think of better chemistry between two actors that uh, that, that come together for a role like that in that surrogate father and Sonny never had um, uh, roles. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's brilliant. It's what makes the movie really yeah. mm. absolutely that dynamic. Anything else? Do no, no, that's it. Okay, oh, I've got one. Uh, to make honey, young bee. Need young flower, not old <laughs> prunes. <laughs> <laughs> the old prunes, they do do still look at the young bees, so it's it's definitely <laughs> well, you know, Ali's mum. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love that. That hey, where these old cars come from? Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got some good one liners, Mister Miyagi. He's, he? I mean, yeah. you can you, you realise his background in in stand up comedy is the hip nip. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he's. I know. he's he hits every beat perfectly. He's uh, he's yeah. very good, but obviously there's all the ones like uh, <laughs> pig, pig face lickouts. Get him a body bag. <laughs> <laughs> then you got Chris. Chris has finished him. Sweep the leg, oh, and then Chris, obviously, yeah. obviously, we do not train to be merciful here. Mercy's for the weak. Here in the streets, in competition, a man confronts you. He is the enemy. An enemy deserves no mercy. Like there's just so yeah, many. Yeah. Very cringy. Yeah. It's it's super cringy, but like you and, just can't forget it. And there's also a lot of dead meats. There's a few dead meats in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You're dead meat. Yeah, you're dead meat. Okay. All right. Well done. Good job. Film school for Fwits. Yes. Welcome back. Touched on it earlier. Film school for Fwits this week. We're going to look at actors who, like it could be argued myself, have discovered the fountain of youth and are Benjamin buttoning the shit out of life. So we talked about Ralph Macchio, obviously. Now, I'd, I thought he was a bit older in this film, but he still plays incredibly young as, a, as an actor in his 20s and still like he looks like he hasn't developed at all or hit puberty. But uh, Rob Lowe was a contemporary of Ralph Macchio's around the same time, and obviously we love Youngblood and talk about that quite a bit on the pod. Uh, but also another actor that looked, he's well into his 60s now and still looks incredible. But I thought we'd look at the top 10 
actors, contemporary actors that have been sipping from the fountain of youth. And we'll go 10 to 1. But uh, number 10 for me, Paul Rudd. So, oh, yes. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen. Obviously, he's a, he's a favourite of ours in the Apatow bits. I, I, I don't watch any of his Ant-Man waspy crap. But whenever I see him, I'm still stuck by the fact that he looks exactly like he did 25 years ago. Um, so, yeah, definitely doing something right with his moisturising program or uh, whatever, using midstream urine on his face every night, whatever he needs to do. But definitely still looking amazing. Number nine, Reese Witherspoon. If you look mm. at you look at photos of her at 25 and she's now about our age, she's in her late 40s, no discernible difference. Quite quite incredible. She could, like, I, I when I speak to directors uh, for acting gigs, which isn't very often this, um, these days, but I can play probably mid 30s to late 30s 40s <laughs> 40s at a stretch but she could she could still be playing early 30s easily so that that's quite Have incredible. you seen her daughter? Yeah, absolute mini me. Mini me. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. it is incredible. Crazy, and isn't the it? other one I saw this week, yep. Suri Cruz, yeah. is the spitting image of Katie Holmes. You, you cannot go. tell the difference. So those they're, they're not really in the they're, they're, there's not a lot of photos I wouldn't have thought of those kids. They seem to have been hidden no. well. Yes, um, definitely. I saw the, a Suri today. Oh, yeah, gosh. Wow. There you go. Okay. Number eight. A, uh, I mean, a, a definitely not as well known for his acting as his music career, but Snoop Dogg E. Dogg. You, mate, that guy hasn't aged at all. So, And I only put him in here because I wanted to retell the story of Snoop Dogg when he came to Australia for an MTV Awards one year. And uh, he came on, he performed, and he's the coolest cat going around. And uh, he's, he's at the awards, and his manager's there with him. And his manager starts pointing out attractive females in the, uh, in the MTV Awards audience that might like to party with, uh, with Snoop a bit later on. Now, this is all alleged, I, I have <laughs> to say. So it is alleged that they all went back to, to the, the D-O-double-G's penthouse suite and uh, there to to party with uh, with the dog, but the, the dog didn't want to mess around. So the dog was sitting in a uh, a rather large armchair and decided to uh, unzip himself and uh, remove his, uh, his his little dog and uh, and have it hanging out. And uh, all the all the, the people that were invited were a little aghast and didn't expect that. And then Snoop Dogg apparently uttered the immortal words, "Well, it's not going to suck itself." <laughs> This is all alleged, alleged, all right? So we can't be sued. I think I've said enough that I'm not claiming that it was definitive. But yeah, well done, Snoop Dogg. Um, number seven. For, for, no, hang on. With, with Snoop Dogg, though, like it, he's funny because you say the fountain of youth, but he's just looked 50 but possibly for about 30 that's years. Possibly, yeah, possibly, so, yeah, he wasn't. So, But, but wasn't when he's that. 80, he's still going to look 50. That's it. So, uh, crushing yeah. it. Uh, number seven, Kira Knightley. So obviously, yeah, first one of the scenes, very young as a seventeen-year-old in Gal's favourite Love Actually, but still looking pretty much the same uh, 20, 25 years later. So that's incredible. Number six. Now we mentioned her a couple of weeks ago, and I hadn't seen her for some time, so I did a bit of research on this one. But it is in fact true. Stephen Tyler's daughter Liv, at eighteen and forty-five years old, is the same person. It is quite incredible. She is yet to age and definitely using the Nivea cream in the right places. Gal, were you a Liv Tyler fan? 
Um, yes, most notably remember because she was in Armageddon. And were you on that pod run, where they cheered, talked about? Oh, can we have that story again? We haven't heard that for a few weeks. <laughs> well, Gal and I are on our travels. Oh, no, 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 I won't, I won't get into that. But Boy. did she come Jeez, up? We had some good times, though, Morgs, didn't we? Jeez, we had some good times. It just it seems so. It can't possibly be 25 years ago when just a couple of mates leaving Australia, going out to take on the world. Uh, it's it's definitely a couple, young, couple yeah, of bad boys. Number six. Couple of bad boys. <laughs> Number six. A couple of bad boys. Number six, Number six. was Liv Tyler. Yeah. Right. Number five. Number seven. I'm keep it. Number five. Five. Whatever. Was, Just stop Hello. talking about that fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five's Elijah Wood. Number four is Kate Hudson. Number three is Jamie Foxx. Number two is uh, Mr. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Eva Mendes, who still, Ooh, yes. mate, yeah, she's, she's also about our age and uh, doesn't look like us. But number one for me, uh, probably don't like this actor's movies terribly much, but it, it cannot be argued that they look the absolute youngest at a quite advanced age. Jenny from the block, Jennifer Lopez, who is now 53 years old and does not look a day over 30. Incredible what she has been able to achieve. There we go. That was a bit of a new weekly film school for fuckwits this week. Uh, Boys, anyone you wanted to add to that? Or can you argue that Ralph Macchio was in fact the actual number one? Well, Ralph Macchio is looking old now. He's looking aged now. He's in his sixties. You'd hope, yeah. exactly. You're, yeah. you're, you're, it's that's fine. Oh, you could maybe throw Angelina Jolie in there. Like, she's, yeah, she still absolutely. looks. She still absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Beauty. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, good definitive list, Daniel. Good definitive list. So one one other uh, female actor from I only know her from Bring It On with Kiki Dunst. Gabrielle Union hasn't. Yes, aged, she's, yes. she's in her fifties now. Has not aged a day. Yeah, she looks great. She's a great yeah. sort. Yeah, really. Angela Bassett, of course, favourite of mine. Um, also amazing. There you go. I could go on for ages. I yeah. tried to throw a few dudes in there so it wasn't so creepy, but probably failed. Well done. Yeah, you did gloss over a lot of the dudes, but well done. <laughs> That'll take us into star of the show. G-Man, we'll go with you first. Boy, we've talked about this. It was tough, you know. For me, it's either it's either Ralph Macchio or, or Pat Morita in this. And as good as as Billy Zabkris is the bad guy, um, the di- I'm going to go for the dynamic between the two of them, which I really think that they both play off each other so well. That relationship is so good, and, and the fact that Daniel is so hopeless, uh, you know, like he he comes across as he just doesn't know what he's doing, which is part of the endearing part of him that he's he's not this real big macho fighter guy, and he has to you know he has to try and learn from from a guy that's a very um, a teacher doesn't really want to do it, you know. He's not not really into it at the start. Yep, he was helping out. So that's mine. Okay, Dan, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Gal agree with Gal. I, I it's just impossible for me to split the two. I think that the, the chemistry that they have is incredible. I think that I, I can't imagine another actor in either of those roles. I know that they both had to fight off some pretty strong talent to get the roles, especially Pat Morita because they didn't didn't think he was capable because he was typecast as the hip nip. Uh, not my words, the words of the 60s. Um, but yes, I, I'm going to go 100% agreeing with the G-Money, the 10 Slayer. Uh, yeah, both of them. Yeah, it's a three from three here. It's the Terminator again. I'm going with the dynamic. They can't beat it. They are the best. It's amazing. Love it. Well done. Before we get to the rank bank, 84, 
we've covered this is the third movie now. So we've done Beverly Hills Cop, we've done Ghostbusters, we've done Karate Kid. Three movies that have not aged. Three movies that are timeless and are as good still today as what they were in 1984. Just it's pretty amazing, really. The re- I'll just do the top ten. Ghostbusters, Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Karate Kid, Police Academy, Footloose, Beverly Hills Cop, Star Trek 3, Terms of Endearment, Romancing the Stone. And then Splash, you could take out Terms of Endearment. Like all original IP or, or sequels um, of, of just absolutely brilliant, timeless 80s movies. Just just incredible. Yeah. A good year. And it, it, it's interesting. It's just, I, I don't know why we, we can't do it. All the good ideas are gone. No. Anyway... The rank bank. So we've got crane kicks. We've got leg sweeps. We've got chopstick fly catchers. We've got evil senseis. We've got body bags. Zero chemistry romances. And I'm going to, I think I'm just going to go over the top and over all on this one. Pig face lick outs. <laughs> yep. I think it's pig face lickouts. It's got to be. Yeah, it's pig face lickouts or body bags, but let's go with pig face lickouts. Look, not often do we go from the podcast other than the movie, but from this one, we are going with pig face lickouts. It's making me laugh every time I think about it. We're going to start with the. We're going to start with the man who gave us pig face lickouts, Dan. uh, How many pig face lickouts are you going to give the Karate Kid? Yeah, enjoyable revisit. I actually tried to get my daughters to watch it with me, but they told me to fuck off. But I think I will be able to get them to watch it, and I think they will enjoy it when they do. I really enjoyed it. It's, I'm not Marie Kondoing it. I'll definitely revisit it. I'm going to give it 3.25 for the Karate Kid. So really okay, enjoyed it. Okay, well done. 3.25, Pig Face Lickouts. G-Man. Look... Great movie, something I've watched a lot, and and it, and it's one of those movies. I think it's still a good movie; you can watch it, but it's it's also got um, a lot of nostalgia, I guess, that we yeah. you know we're fond memories to look back on. So that's really hard because that clouds you into thinking what a great movie. So in saying that, I'm going to give it three point seven five. Okay, that's a good 3. score. Three point seven five pig face lookouts. That's a good score. Okay, I I enjoyed this. I think it's too long. It's one of the best of the 80s coming of age movies. I'm giving this 3.5 pig face lickouts. Oh, 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 Gal can do the math really quickly. Yeah. yeah easy. Yeah. Done. Well, do it, G Man. This has come in. It, it is 3.5 pig face lickouts right above 3.42 butter churning mice of Catch Me If You Can. Yep. Um, and 3.42 mutt cuts of Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> And it is right, oh, well, at 3.5, there's a list of movies. So we've got Tombstone, The Raid, Wedding Crashes, Mission Impossible Fallout, Speed, and The Karate Kid, all at 3.5. Yeah, that's so, well placed. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, nice. That puts it, what, equal 46th? Yeah, equal so it's, 46th. It's sort spot. of in the middle-ish, in the middle-ish. Yeah, in the, in the middle out of our 72 or 73-odd movies. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, Lower it's, middle. It, it, suits, it suits well. In the middle third. <laughs> in the middle, yeah, of middle, middle as Dan likes to say. What the fuck was that anyway? Okay, so if you if you loved Karate Kid, what are you gonna love? Daniel. I again this week it has zero to do with this movie, but I'm just very impressed with the Netflix doco at the moment, Wrestlers, which I think Yeah, it's good. G, G was gonna start. I'm on the last episode. I'm gonna watch it when we break this evening. Really good. Really insightful. 
buy into the characters. Uh, well, obviously, it's non-fiction. Um, it's uh, it's it's really good. And Al Snow was it was Al Snow. Were we into Al Snow when when Gail and I were on our travels? Wrestling was a big part of our life when we lived in Earlsfield there in in South London, and uh, we definitely were into Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. But I don't remember. We and we liked. Um, what was the dude with the, the the fat dude, Mick Foley? What was his character? Yeah, Mick Foley, Foley, Mankind. Mankind, Mankind yeah. yeah. We loved him as well. And he used to hang out with Al Snow a bit. But I don't remember really digging Al Snow that much. But he's he's uh, he's the the CEO of the wrestling organization in this doco. And he's brilliant. I, I think he's fantastic. And he's great at what he does. And really, really good doco. You guys should check it out if you haven't started. Excellent. G-Man, look, if you like this movie... You around the same time, there's another movie which is arguably better, and it's still a uh, full contact martial arts movie. Jean Claude Van Damme, Kurt McKinney, no retreat, no surrender. <laughs> oh, what? Um, I mean, that's when I think of that film, I just think of you. <laughs> it's look, it's it's really. It, I mean, it's whereas this movie is a feel good movie. This is a bit more slapstick. Like, I mean, you can't you can't really take it seriously, but it's a it's a funny movie. It's always been one of my old favourites. I remember it used to be in the in the box, the G Man's box of VHS. Oh yeah, remember that? Oh yeah. And okay. you, it's, it's one of the movies you love, Whitey. That they say the name of the title in the dialogue, isn't that? That's yeah, I love it. Love it's it. my yeah, favourite. Yeah. They say it in this one yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Fra- Frankie Frontures goes, "Here's the Karate Kid." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the start of the movie, I was like, ah, "Another one." Um, okay, my one. <laughs> My one is uh, same year, 1984, Red Dawn. Yep. Ooh, good good movie. flick. Yeah. Love Red Dawn. Same sort yeah. of coming of age story. Um, you know, going up against the man being the Russian army or whoever the army is that they refuse to say it is. But, uh, and, and obviously stars Dan Morgan, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, <laughs> as, uh, as Patrick Swayze and Charlie Sheen's dad. Avenge me! Avenge me! As I said, lookalikes isn't just people that look shit like me. We can definitely expand upon that. But yeah, I totally agree. Great flick. Well chosen. I think we're going to change the name of that segment from lookalikes to morgues-alikes. Just call it morgues-alikes. Dan-alikes. Morgues-alikes. Done. Okay, look, another great show. I'm going to say it every week. It's in the rear view. We look forward to what we've got coming, and we have got ooh, an ooh, ab- yeah, what's going on? absolute cracker next weekend. It's actually so good that Dan's committing to two weeks in a row. Oh, what are you talking about? We didn't discuss this off air. Yes, off, we, yes, we off, did. Offline, yes. as the kids say in the corporate speak these days. Yes, we did. Uh, we t- we're talking about it now. We have got a special guest coming in who is ooh. from the industry. One of Damo's mates, Croaks, is going to come and join us. Ah! He has starred in some B-grade TV. He is an he has starred in a lot of advertising campaigns. Excellent. He is a guy from the industry, which will add to the to the team. There will be five of us for the Whoa. next episode of Born to Watch, which will be special. We're going to do something that is worth it, and this is a uh, request from our guest, and it is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Oh, okay. All right. I can. I can what definitely. What an all-time. Yeah. Classic. I'll, I can. I can. I can rework my schedule for that one. Yeah. Well played. I thought you might, and I think that we're going to actually probably do something special for that as well. I know there is. This could be a five-hour podcast for The Shining, unpacking everything in that. I. I. I'm scared in advance for film school for F-wits. I so was just going to say, happen? you better brace yourself, team. 
I'm going to go absolutely ham. So I think what might happen is we might do a separate film school for FWITS again. <laughs> it's probably to not placate a Daniel. <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. It was received quite well, the, the Aliens Film School. Uh, we might do a Shining Film School as well. Excellent. So excellent. many... So many conspiracies and theories about Room 237, about this movie, about Kubrick. Uh, incredible film. Stephen King hates it, but yeah. it's, a, it's a pretty damn good adaptation of a great book. Can't, I, work, and can't I, wait to I, work through some of these, guys. I agree. And I, I, I think that Stephen King rightly dislikes a lot of the film adaptations of his work, but I think he's been very picky. He was, on, he was big time on the rack back then, Stephen King. I think maybe if you asked yeah. him these days... He might hopefully see it in a different light. But no, I think that, uh, yeah, Stephen King is being unfair to this. Excellent choice. I'm excited. Film school, look out. Can't wait to dissect some of these actors, including Scatman Crothers. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one that I was saying. I couldn't remember his name. There's like three people in the whole movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey. Beep, Tony bop, Burton. Bop. Tony Burton's in it. Tony Burton from, uh, from Rocky, the Apollo's corner man. He's oh, in it. Yeah, He's yeah, in yeah. it for about one minute, but yes, it's a very yeah. limited, uh, a very limited, uh, ordinary people for next week. But uh, the story of quality. the making yeah. of this film is uh, is incredible, it's phenomenal. Too. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about. You better strap yourself in, folks. This one's going to go a bit long. Uh, okay, until next week. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dreams. You're, you're the, the best, best around. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. <laughs>